man, what are you like? Uh, 55? How old are you now today? I am uh, 27, <clears throat> but I smoke a lot. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, I believe it is. Uh, do you mind telling people how old you are, actually? 42 years old, baby. 42, the magic number, uh, the, the theory of everything or whatever it is from... Um, I was free. Hitchhiker's Guide, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. I am the, I am, uh, I, you know, I'm lo- I was looking at the medium. Oh, my mic is really low. Let me fix that. All right. Thanks. There you go. That's much better now. I was looking at the average age that humans live right now. Okay. And I Look, realized it must be going down. It is going down. Yes, actually. Uh, it's funny. Uh, you said it's no, it's not funny. It's actually fucking horrifying. But, um, that you said that it's a little comical because after COVID, the actual age, the average age actually dropped two years. Oh, all right. Well, that, that makes sense though. I mean, there has to be like a, a change to the mean when a bunch of people die. Right. I guess. Yeah. It makes but sense. I was looking it up and I'm like, so the average age is, uh, if you know, in America is 83 years old. Really? On the upper end On the lower end, it's 71 Wait. years old. What's the average? How do how do you an average of upper? I don't well, because so different websites <clears throat> said they gave me different numbers. Okay, yeah. Well, so yeah, the, one okay. website said eighty three. One one website seventy seventy one. Seventy one sounds better. That sounds was the right. lowest number, and the highest number was eighty three. And I'm oh, like, I see. and I'm realizing, I'm middle aged. You're actually older than middle aged. I'm a year older than middle aged. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, hopefully you live to ripe old age and happy birthday. And uh, I'm so glad that you're spending it here streaming with us. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast Unleashed. And we have new life, new resurgence. We are once again remonetized. Thanks to uh, all of your guys' support and the hard work of uh, my brother over there fighting to get us there. Um, We have been remonetized. So um, uh, we'll be that's a good thing because now you can leave super chats again which was a huge problem before yeah Streamlabs uh, still works but uh no one likes to use no, it that's for sure no one's going to use it that's yeah. for sure uh speaking of that we are going to be talking about we have a great run of show today we're going to be talking about uh brian and i spent three and a half hours watching uh killers of the flower moon last night so we're going to talk to you guys about that we're going to talk about whether or not that is martin scorsese's greatest movie ever and whether or not you guys should go watch it so we'll be talking about that today uh, we're also going to be talking about um, uh, we're going to be talking about Frasier, the new uh, show that came out, and whether or not it's worth the re- you know the the revisit to that universe. Uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit about Saw Ten. We're going to be doing some box office beat and let you guys know what's going on with the box office. We got some warp factor news for you guys, and oh gosh, are we going to rant on that one a little bit? And of course, we've got uh, some news of the weird. Today, we're going to finish up. Yes. Right, Specifically, we're calling our new weekly segment, The Weekly Weird. <laughs> and the Hollywood and the Hollywood and now the box office report is called the box office beat. So we yes. have. Yeah, better. better so name. so basically, our continuing segments are now Warp Factor News, the box office beat and weekly weird. And I feel like yeah, we can maintain like that. that. I feel like so. Yeah. And we we're really going to, um, you know, this is going to be a great place to be. I don't know if you guys are, are aware of this or not, but, uh, you know, um, you know, I've been reviewing movies for 29 years. In fact, 
almost 29 years. Next month, it'll be 29 years since I started first reviewing movies uh, for multiple um, publications over the years. And so this is kind of Brian and I's strong suit. So we're really going to try to bring you uh, some good information on every new release that comes out. We're going to be following that. So you might see a little bit of a new format for us today. Um, also, if you notice up in the upper left-hand corner, we do have the Popcast uh, Unleashed Hero. So as you guys uh, do those super chats, which it might not be hooked in, Brian, because we got a couple of super chats that came in. Oh, let me check. And uh, so, but the, the winner of that, so as you guys um, end up doing super chats, that will knock down that life force you see up there. And the winner, whoever's holding that the longest, will uh, will earn today. We're giving away um, the Popcast Stream Hero Mystery T-shirts. You'll get three pop culture mystery shirts if you guys, whoever ends up, holding that for the longest today all right mr brian sweet man well um i was uh tortured by shane and uh oh well sorry. i'm gonna explain something that actually uh drove me nuts shane was like we have to review killers of the flower moon i did and i said okay what is Killers of the Flower Moon. And he goes, it's a new Martin Scorsese. I can't say his last name, by the way. Martin Scorsese. 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 Oh, that'll be fun watching you try. Do it a it's couple times. I'm, I cannot say his last Martin <laughs> Scorsese. Oh, good job. Martin nice. Scorsese film. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I like uh, I like his movies, you know? I liked Casino and, for the most part, Goodfellas and Gang, you know, uh, Gangs of New York. And I like his movies. They're good. Mm. They're well okay. made. They're classics. I'm like, this is going to be great. And then I watch the trailer and I'm like, bleep. <laughs> what? It's set in like uh, the 1930s or whatever. And it's a true 1920s. story. 1920s. Whatever. Yeah. 1920s. And it's a true story. And uh. it's three and a half hours long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys probably know me by now. A lot of you guys have been watching for a while. What do you guys think? You think I like period movies that are three and a half hours long? No. Okay. I understand. I understand. But, 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 yeah. But, it I must felt have his I, due diligence. Here's the deal I was like, I have dragged Shane to so many bad superhero movies <laughs> over the last 10 years. <laughs> That's true. I have to give him this. I have to give him one. I gotta. I gotta give him one. You know, maybe even maybe even three or four. So it's okay. Although mm. I do believe this movie was so long and so boring, it counts as four movies. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, we'll get more into that here in a second. I'm glad you gave your your official feeling on it. Um, but uh, yeah, so it did come out last night. It is three hours and thirty four minutes. Um, and, uh, it is a period piece. In fact, let me get my things going on in here. So, yeah. So Martin Scorsese, it's his 26th movie. Uh, the movie is, is adapted from the book called killers of the flower moon, the Osage, the Osage murders and the birth of the FBI. Uh, and basically it's about the members of the Osage tribe in the United States. They're murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s sparking a major FBI investigation before there was an FBI, kind of at the beginning of that whole thing. Yeah, uh, yeah I, and I have words with that, by the way. I have major words about that uh, that part of the synopsis. I'm sorry, okay. before you continue, we have a lot of 
opening uh, super chats here. And sure, hit them up. Okay. Um, and I'm thank you by the way. Thank you so much for your support. You guys have no idea how much it means to us and how important it is to us. And I'm stoked that we got our monetization back. I was literally harassing YouTube like a crazed ex-girlfriend for a month and a half. Um, so when that little button popped up and gave us the ability to 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 reapply, I crossed my T's and I dotted my I's and I put my socks on, whatever that means. And I was like, let's let's do this. And uh, they gave it to us. So I really appreciate it. John Burns uh, breaks the seal here for 279. He says, people dropping like flies in the Middle East. Mm. That's true. That's a whole thing. That is a terrible thing that's going on right now. And uh, not going to pretend to be an expert on it. But um, yeah, just, you know. Just send some positive energy to that part of the world because we we definitely need some uh, we need some th- some things to get better before they get worse. That's for sure. That's for sure. And uh, one from my wife. Thank you, Christine. I love oh, you. All right. Welcome She's back, old show? man. What? Yeah. Now that now that she has a cushy uh, uh, school job, she has plenty of time to just uh, to monitor my activities on YouTube. <laughs> uh Oh, better be careful what you say. I think it's because of my birthday. This might be the first stream she's ever watched. Thank you, babe. I appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, John Burns says, are weekly weird caps being made? You know what? I'll tell you this, John. I guarantee you if this if, if this segment is a even moderately a success, I will have weekly weird caps made. Weird caps. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And for $20 from our oh. long time supporter kenneth the rogue our brother from another mother he says welcome back to monetization thank you thank kenneth. you ken appreciate that man you're a god among men my friend and uh, one more for john burns tortured by shane leads to my middle east deaths oh god damn bro what rough, rough. i i would never torture you john oh, only in oh. fantasy football which we can talk about in the member section later today oh god don't mm, get me yes. started on fantasy football first off for all you guys oh, no, talking we'll talk trash in discord okay we'll, i've yeah, been yeah, sick we'll, for three weeks on 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 death's doorstop okay so let's uh, talk about it later let's talk all, about right, it. all right all right anyways thank you guys i appreciate that so um let's let's uh let's tackle this three and a half hour uh killer moon Killer, yes, Killers of the Flower Moon. So Martin Scorsese's 26th film. uh, It's shot totally on location at the Osage Reservation in Oklahoma, uh, which is pretty pretty cool uh, to shoot everything on location. And the movie does have a feel of authenticity. It has, you know, Martin, you know, who's going to say Martin Scorsese is one of the greatest directors uh, of all time, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. And, um, you know, so as you go through the film, despite the fact that Brian may not have enjoyed his uh his time there even the uh, name is pretentious by the way sorry go ahead well it, if you watch the movie then you understand what it means yeah, i do so and it's and it's actually very important you know it makes a lot of sense sure um, oh my god um, kenneth the rogue 100 dollars. kenneth the rogue bro whoa hey ken wow thank you man coming through with the woo all right, hey, that's dude. You're gonna you're gonna have a great birthday tonight. This okay. should get you a cup of coffees. It's like four coffees at Starbucks, brother. Thank four. you so much. <laughs> it's four. <laughs> it's four coffees <laughs> at you, Starbucks or three movie tickets. Thank you, Kenneth. That's you're awesome, dude. Wow, yeah, you are you are the man, brother. What a, what a we appreciate you gift. so much. Thank you, my friend. So okay, get back to the back to the uh, 
Osage land. Osage, yeah. So, you, um, so just getting back to kind of the way the whole thing went, there wasn't a lot of information about this. I mean, obviously, the Native Americans have have had you know atrocities throughout the time when when settlers came over. Of course, you know the the Indians were were kind of their land was slowly taken over time. Eventually, the Indi- the, uh, the Native Americans were kind of crunched into the Indian territories, which basically became Oklahoma. And the Osage were were one of these groups. The Osage also uh, just happened to get lucky that their land happened to be on top of a whole bunch of oil. Okay. And at the time when uh, oil was becoming, you know, the thing that ran the world, uh, they had a lot of it. And so uh, as they started, they realized they have oil. Now they're starting to get a bunch of money. And of course, that's going to bring in people who want to capitalize on that. And since Native Americans were obviously uh, thought of really, they're still, even in the 1920s, they were thought of as less than, um, you know, human beings. They were kind of thought of as, as savages, that they didn't have the mental capacity to like take care of themselves. So then all of these, uh, these people came in and they started like trying to manage things for them. So the movie, uh, of course, stars Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Robert De Niro and Lily Gladstone. Those are the three big, all the, uh, nice little uh, plugs in there for Jesse Plemons, John Lithgow, and Brendan Fraser with some nice little small parts. Brendan Fraser did bring the heat, that's for sure. Yeah, no, they all did. I mean, they all, the acting in this movie is superb. And the first thing I'll tell you about the movie, let me just give you the, the overall breakdown of the movie as far as, you know, is it something you want to watch? It's three and a half hours long. Uh, Brian, you know, obviously will complain about the length, but here's what I'll tell you. It's, it's a good three and a half hour movie. Uh, but I feel like it would have been a great three hour movie, if that makes sense. So there's, I think, you know, right. Martin Scorsese probably could have, you know, slimmed things down a bit. 100% scenes that were long. 100%. Um, And it was super messy. I don't think it was super messy. Well, I mean like, dude, like the three and a half hours and the ending and the ending that we got is was was the most rushed and i never I, i've never seen an ending like that it was so rushed and weird mm. like just so you know shane might have adored this movie and that's that's cool if you like that i love that it wasn't just me there were people in the theaters literally groaning really a lot, a lot of people just didn't have that, that in my movie. theater mm. i didn't have that in my theater at all um i thought it was it was a really it was a, it was a compelling story it was it was the greatest probably it's the best acting leonardo dicaprio that's true. probably done since what's eating Gilbert grape. Uh, I would say Leonardo so, DiCaprio brought the heat. Yeah, he was, he completely transformed himself into uh, Molly Burkhart's husband, Ernest Burkhart. And so as the story goes, essentially what happens is, is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Ernest Burkhart comes back from world war one. Uh, he comes back to the Osage territory because his uncle, uh, William Hale played by Robert De Niro kind of is, is the Osage, uh, he calls himself the king, basically. And he's like, thinks of himself as like uh, someone who kind of cares for the Osage tribe and the people. And they have his trust. In fact, if you go back to the actual original story, William Hale uh, was there before the oil. He was actually, you know, working with the with the Native Americans before they even struck oil. So as that whole process went through, he became kind of a caretaker. And one of the things that's really interesting about the story that they didn't go into enough was the fact that legally uh, the Native Americans weren't thought of as to being smart enough to be able to manage their own money. So they had to have a white uh, caretaker or sponsor 
actually have their, you know, to be able to manage their money. So they couldn't manage their own money. I found that really compelling. Which was interesting. And the, the story did not go into enough uh, about that because it was, you know, it was a little vague as to why uh, this was happening where they were coming in. You know, I would have liked to see the engine behind that. Yes, you know? it was very vague, actually. Very, very vague the way they set that up. I, we, you know, we didn't even, and, and we didn't understand. I didn't understand. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. No, no, go, go ahead. I didn't understand um, a, a, a lot of the way it worked. And um, the way they presented it was as if you, that it were, it were as if it was common knowledge and this was just the way it worked. Yeah, Martin made a mistake, I think, in that in that situation, because if you go back and read the book, of course, it goes deeply into it. And the fact that essentially uh, the courts wouldn't allow the Native Americans to manage their own money. They had to have a, 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 a sponsor, a, a, a citizen sponsor to work with the local banks. And on top of that, it, it doesn't really explain why all these Native American women are marrying these white guys. Uh, but, you know. As it turns out, they felt like if they were married to someone who had to manage their money, if their sponsor was also their husband, then they would have more control over their money. And that was kind of the reasoning behind it. They don't go into that into the movie. They don't go into that, that at all, which make which which begged a lot of questions. They they there should have been some dialogue from within the sisters, you know, talking about something like that instead of yeah, and that that's part of the. So a couple of, well, let, let's just kind of keep going with it and then we'll go into the movie a little bit more. Um, so the character of William Hale played by Robert De Niro, which, which Bob did a really great job. Um, I would not be surprised if Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio and Lily Gladstone were, you know, in the Academy Awards this year is as, you know, actor, female and, and, and um, um, supporting. I, I would not be surprised at all if all three of them won. That's how good the acting is in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, Robert De Niro is 80 years old and he's still bringing the heat. He's still, you know, um, capturing the the screen. I mean, he owns the screen when he's on it. It's pretty fantastic. Um, and he's playing a character that is ultimately extraordinarily evil and is essentially playing a sheep, a sheep and a wolf in sheep's clothing. Um, and they do a really good job of slowly laying this out. I mean, through the first part of the movie, you do not understand exactly what's going on. You're not even sure who the bad guy is. Emphasis on the word slowly laying it out. <laughs> and I and I get it. But I would say that other than shortening some of the scenes, they, they kind of spend a lot of time, you know, uh, kind of lingering on someone for long effects. There's scenes in the movie where, you know, there's like background things happening through like stained glass uh, which doesn't really add to the film, but it do does sort of drag it on. So I get what Brian's saying. There is a slow element, but I'm telling you, there's a three hour great movie here uh, if it gets tightened down a little bit. Plus, I think Martin Scorsese really got uh, personally invested into this movie uh, to the point of he really, I mean, they did this on Osage territory with a lot of the Osage people. In this movie are tons of actual Osage uh, tribes people and I got to tell you, some of that comes through in the film. There's some scenes where you can tell it's not really actors doing it, get delivering lines, and uh, especially when they're in the uh, the um, those those smoke houses or whatever they call them, whether they're, they're meeting houses. You know, you can tell that these are actual people who are just kind of delivering lines because it doesn't feel like acting. It almost has a documentary feel to it, I would say. Hmm. Um, but. Uh, 
Yeah, I think ultimately, though, it was, it's a pretty good movie. If you if you're down, if you like historical pieces, if you like to learn about things, because this the thing about this movie is it actually follows pretty closely the relationship and how the story was broken down. So if you go see it, that scene right there was one of those that was long. If you saw it right there for a second, if you go back to the where the wind, the window. A little bit more. Oh, you, you skipped it. It was only ever say. Anyways, there's a scene where it's like it goes on for like these guys are burning a field and it goes on for like three minutes, three or yeah. four minutes. Yeah. There's a lot and of while they're in the house. So it's it makes it tough. But um, yeah, but ultimately you're right. It was it was long. It was a little slow. But in the end, it tells us a good movie. It, it almost could have been a miniseries, I think. Yeah. Miniseries would have been better. OK, now it's my turn. <clears throat> First off, uh, thank you, Jeremy Snyder, for $5. Congrats on being monetized. Jeremy Snyder, another OG. Been around for yeah, a long time. You, my Jerbear, I appreciate the support, my friend. Thank you very much. Another one from John Burns. Dance with Wolves had to be four hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. Uh, Dance Dances with Wolves is on my like top 20 of all-time movies. I adore that movie. Really? It's How one of my possible? favorite movies. And I don't like period pieces. I don't. How is that possible? That movie is so slow. Uh, it's, so slow. It it, it it it's it, it pays off. It pays off mm. so so well. That's one of my it's one of my all time favorite movies. Wow! Can you uh, believe you said that? That's very weird to me. Although okay, we'll, have to get, although we'll dig into that later because that doesn't make. I've any only sense. ever seen it twice because rewatching it feels like I'm clocking into a job. <laughs> okay, well now that sounds more like you. But it's a good movie. Orville Nation. What's up, PJ? Many congrats, guys. Very happy birthday, Brian, to you. I'm sorry. A very happy birthday to you, Brian. Parting phase, parting phase, and many more, my friend. Thank you, PJ. I appreciate it, my friend. Okay, so let me um <clears throat> break it down. <clears throat> Half what Shane said, spot on. Acting, killer. I gotta say, Leonardo Leonardo. Um, literally everyone did a very good job. That said, someone in the chat at some point said, well, you can't be more detailed and shorter. Well, yes, you can. Because it was those shots that Shane was talking about. He's being very forgiving right now. There is a lot of those shots and there are, are entire scenes and I'm going to call them time jumps because they they jump around in time a lot. Um, they, they, and, and, and it's almost jarring when all of a sudden it's been four years and there was no, there was no uh, indication of that on screen. That drove me nuts. But additionally, a lot of those time jumps were just not required. At some point, the main character... Uh, Molly goes from a wedding to being sick in bed, and there's almost no transition. There's there was so mm. much, so much. There was almost no transition. There's an there's an inference there that you should be able. If you're not falling asleep and snoring, then you would have caught it. I mean, it's possible I was falling asleep. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, no, there was there was there was an element of slow slow death occurring. Uh, and they they were they were kind of hitching it onto the wagon of uh, of diabetes, which is something that that ran its course through uh, through the Native American tribes. Obviously, when you're eating the white man's food, <laughs> it's not great for you. But uh, That's so, true. but 
they were hiding their what they were really doing the true evil behind the diabetes and so uh hopefully you caught that uh, i caught that yeah yeah they're they were they were messing with their medicine well after that but you're talking about the scene before that they hadn't started messing with medicine. no they, they had not yet had medicine yet you're right but there was this element of i mean we learn right away that you know you know native americans are dying left and right right yes we do so um okay um so back to this this what what it is is there's it's slow in the sense where the story itself there's a lot of it feels like filler or like pretentious oscar bait throughout the movie but then there are also scenes that i feel were needed that we didn't get there's a scene where molly and her sisters are are sitting around talking in uh their native language and they're talking about their potential either their husbands or their potential husbands that scene there could have been reference to why they would want to be marrying the white man and there that should have been there there should have been more of that yeah there was that, a little bit instead yeah. instead they talk a lot about something that that doesn't really matter um almost like act you know treating them like they're schoolgirls and not giving not showing the motivation behind it and that was a that was a fairly long scene so you go you go in this movie and there's so much stuff to watch because it's so long and there's so much to pay attention to, but then there's things that I feel were left out. And that was one of them. Um, uh, on the same note, the things that are left out are really left out. Like for me anyways, jarring. And it's completely possible I nodded off a couple of times and missed something. I'll be real. Okay? Because it's very slow. I'll let you know if you missed it. Go ahead. Okay? It's very slow. Um, but... It was almost frustrating, though, when time kept moving forward at such a fast rate um, with no explanation. Um, it was very difficult. Now, Leonardo, Leonardo killed it. Um, everyone, all the actors killed it. The whole wolf in sheep's clothing thing, you spot on. Very cool the way they set it up. The world was very rich. The cowboys and the Indians, all of them are very rich characters. It was the story that I felt was lacking. Someone said it should have been a miniseries. Yeah, it should have been a miniseries. Probably it should have been a miniseries, and there should have been actually more to it. Because this movie was slow, long, and things were left out. And it's weird. How can you say that? Well, because there were things in there that wasn't required, but but were still put in there, and I'm assuming it was for some pretentious Oscar bait nonsense. Well, the, the movie was, let me, let's put it this way. Everything from the story is in the movie. There's a couple of small changes, small details. Um, but for the most part, they follow the actual story, which is not something Hollywood typically does. Um, you right, know, because, and so, because maybe it doesn't play as well on screen. Well, it's not. It's partially that. And Martin Scorsese, he, gets, he does what he wants. Like nobody's, no studio is going to tell him, sorry, That's Martin. true. That's true. So, you know, so he did, I think there was a little bit of like self gratification here in the way he was doing this. Um, you know, but, you know, frankly speaking, um, even though it was a little slow in places, when you get through the entire thing, you do get the whole story. Well, and there is, sorry, let me, let me, let me uh, add to that real quick because the last scene where Martin's actually in the scene mm -hmm. is a, is a basically an audio drama. Right. And that was very clever. Was it clever? Very clever. Oh, really? Yeah, it was very artistic, very clever. Basically, it was it was because it happened in the 1920s. What we're getting is 
the story would have played off through radio. It actually would have been that way. So they were they were telling the end of the story as if it was being played through radio of the time. Okay, so Shane, real quick, imagine you were making this movie. Instead of just jamming that that ending in there at the end because it's clever, what if you start the movie with that audio drama, right? You start the movie that way, and then you go into the actual dramatization of the movie itself, and then you end it that way. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think for art purposes, and and maybe and maybe you know. Arti- art, being artistic isn't your strong suit or your flavor, bro. It, and so it, it, it wasn't jarring. They at all? started out the movie. No, they started out the movie very good with using the black and white, the old time filmography. It made it almost seem like you, for a second you're like questioning: Is this actual footage or is this from the movie? It was. It was that was new cool. Footage. But couldn't you have started with the audio drama, fade into that black and white uh, footage, and then and 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 the narrator can st- that same narrator can start the story off with black and white footage and then start the movie. That way, when you get to the end, where it wraps up in this way that was never even mentioned in the first three hours and 25 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it was never intended to be that way. It was just kind of another setting piece to let you know this happened in the talky period. It happened in the, in the time frame before television. And, you know, it's highbrow enough that you should be able to, like, recognize the artistic value of it and say, oh, and by the way, the end of the story is not that fascinating. The, the problem with this story is that you tell the, the the most important part of the story is what happens. But after they all go to, you know, after they all, well, I won't spoil it for you, but after all what ends up happening at the end, um, the way it plays out is not necessarily very exciting. And so playing it in that way, with, instead of having the narrator just say what happened to everybody, was much more clever than just having yeah. words on a screen say, this is what happened to this character, and this is what happened to of this character. Of course. No, this I, is way better. I completely agree. But in order to introduce that clever medium, you have to introduce it first. I don't think so. You jump right that, to that. I think if you're smart enough to know that that radio was happening Shane's in the 1920s. Shane's implying that I'm not story. smart enough to understand. No, no. I'm saying you should be – you're just saying you don't like it. I'm not saying you didn't understand what it I'm is. I'm saying it was – it was whether you're smart – I don't care if you have a 255 IQ and you're three times smarter than Einstein. Bottom line is this. It goes from one setting – to a completely different setting for the last five minutes of the movie. You couldn't follow that? Oh, you can follow it, but you got to introduce that at some point. That's I don't like, think so. I think it on. makes complete and utter sense. You're being way too complete forgiving. And utter sense. If, you're in the, if you're in the 1920s and it's radio, which is when this thing took place, then it just makes sense. It's a period piece, Brian. What if it's Zack Snyder made this movie? Would you be as forgiving as you are with right now? I don't care who made it. I'm talking about the artistic value of... Of the, it's a period piece in the 1920s, okay. including radio makes sense. If Zack Snyder did a period piece in the 20s and included radio to end it, did you understand how the story ended? Yes, did I it ruin the how, ending for you? I understood how the story ended. So you know, so it's it shouldn't matter as long as you got the rest of the story. Introduce to, that medium at some point. Why do you need to introduce it? Early? Why? Because the, the whole story wasn't told as a, as an as a new. It wasn't the whole story wasn't being told that way. No, I understand that. That that yeah. and that's my problem. Had you have st- let's say you started off with that. Right? You started off with that cuz it's a true story. Right? You go into the black and white footage, you go into the story itself, right? You include the scenes you you left off, you cut some of the scenes that were just dragged. You get to the very end and you're like, "Boo, damn, I was clever. That's a crazy story, blah blah." But they didn't. Now, well, I guess we'll have to disagree. One uh, agree to disagree. Yeah, I think we should just disagree because Martin Scorsese, I think is 
probably earned the right to decide what's more artistic than we have probably but well i mean that, uh, that's my job as a critic i'm not gonna just suck the guy's dick because he's martin scorsese i wouldn't score, but score, you know scorsese no i wouldn't but i would say that you know yeah i mean I, you have to appreciate the art for what it is and uh and even though the movie was slow and it's not his greatest film i would say he's still the best film uh, that Martin Scorsese, and this is the one of the things that we had on the thumbnail. The best movie that Martin Scorsese's ever done is still probably Casino. Casino, hundred. Thank God we agree on that. Thank you. Jesus. Yeah. Um, now, you mean you got things like Gangs of New York, which is an incredible movie. You've got, um, you know, The Wolf of Wall Street. You've got Wolf uh, of Wall Street is one of my favorite all time movies too. Yeah, I mean, so all good movies. The Departed. You know, uh, he's done some incredible stuff. The Aviator, but. I would say this probably is probably his third or fourth best movie, probably. Um, and, you know, just for the fact that one of the things that I couldn't do is I didn't create an emotional connection with any of the characters. No, neither did I. And I think that's why it feels more like a documentary instead of uh, instead of something else, because even though the acting was fantastic and there were some really traumatic things that happened in this movie, uh, there was a distance put between us and uh, the main character of Molly Burkhart, Lily Gladstone, who goes through an incredible torment, right. losing all of her sisters, her mother, uh, this true tragedy. But because she has this kind of this uh, this barrier up, it's hard to really understand what she's feeling or going through. And I, I think that also keeps us from being able to connect with her. I don't know if that was the purpose of the film. Um, the story is told mostly through Leonardo DiCaprio's character, right? Er Ernest Burkhart. Um, well, on the note of Molly, before you move on, yeah, one thing that also was extraordinarily bothersome to me, and I maybe and maybe it was my theater, maybe my theater just sucks. Mm. Is there there is at there's certain moments where there is an extreme lack of subtitles. Yes, and that was something during a lot of the the uh, Osage um talking yeah, yeah. what their the actual f what? yeah martin so martin scorsese made the decision to not include um subtitles for some of the things they were saying and i don't and i think that actually probably does cripple the fact that we through a lot of it we don't necessarily understand what's going on with the osage you know you get the idea that they're frustrated that they can't control their own money you get the idea that they think they're being killed um but i do think there's like something missing by getting more of that dialogue you're right there's so a I, yeah i mean you say you say something i feel like there's a lot there's a the, the, the disconnect you felt with molly mm -hmm. probably could have been solved had we known what known what she was saying half the time well so she did we did get her inner dialogue in english so we she, did we did get a lot of what you know that was going on so but the interactions between characters when it came to the osage was where it was difficult yeah. Um, to get kind of that whole feeling. You didn't know how they felt about each other. You didn't know if one sister was jealous of the other. You didn't know what their feelings were. It was hard to make that connection. And maybe, as it said in the beginning of the movie, the Native Americans didn't were quiet. <laughs> they didn't share a lot. And maybe Martin wanted to uh, portray that through the film, but it does create this this distance between the, the audience, I think, and your characters yeah. when you do that. A lot of distance for me. Yeah, so overall, I'll tell you this. Um, from my perspective, from my opinion, uh, the acting is superb. Um, I can't point to a single actor in this movie <clears throat> that didn't knock it out of the park. Um, even this guy, specifically this guy. I got to be honest. Uh, this guy, this I act, love Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Jesse, thank you. I, I always forget his name. 
Jesse is really starting to grow on me. I'm starting to actually like every time I see him in the movie, I'm starting to love him. There's not a bad movie that he's done. There is he's not been in a, a bad... lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because I saw him in a movie uh, recently called Game Night. And oh, he, yeah. he opens the door with the little dog. And I'm like, oh, look what it is. And absolutely knocks it out of the park. And you, <laughs> That's you, 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 you're creeped out by him. But then you feel bad for him. He's just a really good actor. Really fun um, to watch him uh, operate his craft. Obviously, Leonardo DiCaprio is a good actor. Um, I would argue that Jesse Plemons and Tom White's character should have been more more involved in the third act. Yes. Okay. There the, should have so, been more. The synopsis the, lied to us yeah. a little bit here because they're like the the introduction of the FBI, yet it was it was at the very end we got the FBI coming in and thing. We didn't get enough of the FBI. Hundred percent. Well, I would have been okay if they focused more on them in the third act. That that was fine when they came in. That's when they came in the story. But there should have been more story about their about how they were doing their investigation. But the problem is when you got Leonardo DiCaprio and, and Robert De Niro, it's like, you don't want to sideline those actors. And so you got this weird juggling thing. But I think, honestly, there should have been more about uh, that 100%. whole thing. There should have been more FBI, should have been more explanation about the, 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 um, the what, what is it called? Uh, unprotected or whatever it was with the... Oh, yeah, with the... Yeah, the fact that they need a guardian. More, yeah, the guardian. More, they needed to explain that better. More yeah, explanation for why they're marrying white people. Um, and, more, and more explanation as to where all their... So I know the money came from oil, but then they implied the government gave them money. And I'm, and, I, and there was... Somebody's, some of the... Yeah, some of the, the government, but... Osa yeah, it wasn't the government. Some of the Osage were like really rich. Some weren't or didn't seem as rich. And I was just a little confused to how that worked. Yeah. Yeah, the the all, basically the all of the the tribe shared the money equally, uh, but what happened was is the 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 oil companies would come to the Osage land and then they would lease the property to take the oil, and so the way the Osage made their money was through the leases to these oil companies, mm. and that's how they got it. So and then the money was shared to the to the rest of the tribe. Yeah. So overall, listen, um, is it not worth your time? I wouldn't say that. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I didn't like the movie. I didn't dislike the movie, but I was very annoyed by certain aspects of the movie. And while the acting is extraordinary, almost enough to supersede that annoyance. Um, I'll wait for the extended cut. And when I have a, uh, seven hour period of time, uh, and maybe, maybe that fixes it for me. Um, okay. That's that's my that's my overall take. I'm not it's it's not a bad movie, but it is and there's and there's parts of it that are, are really extra very good. Um but there are things that are required to make this for me a good movie um and not just a movie. And, and you know, it's very hard to put that in words, but like hey, I need some subtitles, I need some explanation on things and um uh, we need to tighten up some of these long shots that just sort of drag. Uh, still not as bad as Dune by the way. Good. Lord. Well, I think Leonardo DiCaprio's probably the it's so far it's definitely the best role, you know, right next to you got Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer, which was who was fantastic. But I would say this was this was a little better. Uh we, you know, we got to see how Adam Driver does as Enzo Ferrari in the Ferrari movie coming up, and we also need to see how Joaquin Phoenix does as Napoleon uh to see who really is the has the best role of the year, but I I do think as of right now, Leonardo probably has the best 
acting uh, locked in so far this year. Napoleon looks fantastic, by the way. My God. It does. It really does. Can we show uh, the list um, of... Uh, so one of the things that Brian and I are going to do is we're going to rank the, uh, the... As we go out through the year. So we got a ranking of the top 2023 movies, uh, at least as we see it. And, um, and we want to kind of share that with you guys and also share where Killers of the Flower Moon falls in there for us. Okay. And I don't know if you can pull that up to show them. I'm uh, attempting to do so, but it looks like you sent me a blank one, so. Oh, well, I sent you the, the file. Yeah. Sheet two? Yeah, I see it. Um, let me see if I can get it. We'll get it working. Yeah, I've been painstakingly kind of going through and just, you know, trying to figure out how to line them up. And it's kind of fun as you go through watching uh, the movies of the year and trying to figure out what the best was. Um, and and so all, all together, I think this year's movies have been somewhat disappointing um, as yeah. far as. Yeah, it has been disappointing. You know, uh, expectations were, I think, were a lot higher, higher for movies like Oppenheimer, uh, you know, and such. And the superhero movies, what I've noticed is they really didn't meet expectations this year like no. we expected. So No, they didn't. All right, here we go. Um, let me move this over a little bit here. So Brian's working on his list. Um, and so we're just going to kind of take a look at mine right now. And if you can look, if you can go to uh, the second tab. Let me uh, pull this there. At, at the go. bottom. Oh, the second. That's the, that's the all time list. Oh, okay. Yeah. My bad. Thank you. Yeah. So if you take a look here, you know, um, you can see that my top three movies of the year. So uh, Spider, Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Killers of the Flower Moon actually came in number four for me. Um, if you take a look at the list. Oh, wow. It's probably yeah. two. Better figure out how to make that bigger. Um, you know, right above. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And and who knows, Mission Impossible might... once. It's really hard when you do a two-parter to know whether or not something's going to be great because Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning was a good movie. Yeah, but it, but it, but it felt lacking because there's, there's a part two. So you can't really give it a review yet. Yeah, and you know the same thing could be said about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, although that's the second part. And I just feel like the artistic value of that is... The, the 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 way the movie was made and and the choices made that's what makes it the best movie of the year for me but yeah so i put it at number four underneath guard you know guardians of the galaxy volume three in a lot of ways uh follows uh the first two movies it's been really hard to kind of gauge where that is by itself but it's hard not to think of the first two movies when you when you think of volume three and i think that's why that sits so high but i have high expectations for movies coming at the end of the year was very disappointed uh, at, by the creator and where that ended up being by Oppenheimer. I'm really hoping Napoleon, Ferrari, and uh, and there's a few other movies coming that I hope will be um, will be better because, frankly speaking, we've had a little bit of disappointment this year. So I'm surprised. Uh, so Dungeons and Dungeons and Dragons is still better than Killers of the Flower Moon. As far as yeah, I mean, you know, you can't say the acting. No, uh, you can't of course say, not. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously you can't say, you know, the time, you know, there's a lot of elements to making the movie, but as far as a combination of best movies for me is, is how well a movie is made and also how enjoyable it is. Right. It's like this combination of the two things. And I do think that Dungeons and Dragons was just one of those movies where you can have a lot of fun and, um, 
And uh, and plus, it's true to the Dungeons and Dragons universe, which is important to me and something I grew up with. So that's why it's yeah, it's up there it's me. extremely true. Um, I loved that movie, loved yeah. it. I I've seen it four times. Uh, it's probably it's probably if I had made my list and it was for this year, uh, that would be at probably at the top of the list for me. It's a good point. I mean, I guess you could look at my top three movies. They're probably the only three movies on this list that I would watch a second time. And I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, right. Killers of the Flower Moon was a good one-time watch. I will probably never watch that movie again. You no, know? I mean, I, I might give an extent. I might try an extended cut if I thought there was that, that there would be more context or whatever. I might. There, I mean, extended over three and a half hours? I mean, I know what you're saying, but like, I just felt, I felt. I there, there was something it was very long and slow and there was something missing and it's very it's, it's a very weird feeling I almost want to like correct it with an extended cut you know yeah or or how about this not an extended cut but but just actually shorten the cut and just you know provide more information on more how things worked yeah more context yeah and it's impossible to do because Martin didn't didn't create that so in the story and that's something that you know he's got to balance the art versus the the documentary, and I think he probably erred a little bit on the incorrect side there. But okay, yeah. So that's it for Killers of the Flower Killers of the Moon. Flower Moon. Okay, so we got some super chats here. Uh, first off, uh, from Kenneth the Roke. I have to go to work soon. Catch you on the replay. Ten dollars. Mm. Thank you very much, Kenneth the Roke. You've been um, so generous today. Ken. Yeah, we appreciate super you. generous, bro. You made my day. I really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. Um, Kenneth, like, Kenneth has been supporting us for such a long time. Like, I, like he, just, he like I, at that point, I just yeah. like I feel like I just know the guy, and I've only ever talked to him for t- through text, so it's crazy. Yeah, and a lot of and a lot of people have really supported us, including yeah. John Burns, who got another super chat here. Yep, I'm gonna get there. Also, Kenneth wrote uh, another three dollars just on the way out. Just to throw it out, oh, and one more five dollars. Taking it back on, for a couple buddy. minutes, lol. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I think he was trying to beat, awesome. the, beat the hero. Yeah, he's probably trying to get the hero, which John uh, John Burns has managed to skillfully uh, scrape in there. Despite the, uh, maybe we'll send Ken something just for he's been, uh, yeah. He's been he's been, he's been sneaking it. Also, <laughs> another one from John Burns two seventy nine. Thank you, John Burns. Brian, we prefer bovine uh, mammal male to cowboy. <laughs> I see. Yes, I see what you did there. We uh, see what you did there, John. From Rec Films, Montana, my boy Rec. He identifies as a camera, by the way, in case you didn't know. <laughs> okay, go for it. He identifies as a camera. I also, love it. Rec sent us a really cool um, uh, audio thing to add to our uh, Warp Factor news. And uh, I have not been able to add that yet, by the way, Rec. I was going to do it for this week, and then I got real busy on the, on the, star, on the star Trek movie we were making. Um, he said, uh, I have not seen this film, but it sounds like Brian likes a movie with bookends. I have done that in my films. I can work. Yeah, I do like I do like bookends. I like um, a little foreshadowing and payoff, that kind of stuff. I do like that. That's true. One more for John Burns. A society acquires money in Digest nerd movie? <laughs> so I think we're not supposed to call them Indians, by the way, right? Which I'm not, but uh, you've done a great job. I've done it like five times. I apologize. (laughs) I mean, listen, that's what in the movie they're called Indians because that's what the term that they were using at the time. And uh, now in our, you know, in our society, we call them Native Americans as appropriate. You know, they were here before 
anybody else as far as we know. Yeah. So. And then one from John Burns, 239, about to tear these apart. Then I know it's 2023. He was about to mess your, mess your list up. Imagine if this <sighs> was his all-time list and it was like only movies that came out this year. <laughs> you know what's funny? Brian like tabbed my all-time list, which is on the same spreadsheet as in the other tab, but we won't we won't go into that today. No, that's that's for another day. Yeah. Okay, well, that's it for Killers of, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, let's move on, man. What do you want to move on to next? Let's do some box office. Uh, let's 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 wrap up some box, box office while we're here. We'll ra- wrap up the box office beat. And uh, yeah, and then I'll I'll roll into some Saw Ten as we talk about some of this. Uh, if you go to your box office mojo update for the week, uh, we had a very interesting thing happen last weekend. Uh, people went to the movies, but they just decided to go watch something that you typically don't go watch at the movies. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, and uh, it made it a lot of money, which yeah. was shocking and not shocking. I, I don't understand the Taylor Swift phenomenon. As a 50-year-old man, uh, I don't understand the Swifty movement. Um, I watch football, and this whole you know, uh, you know Kelsey thing, Travis Kelsey from the, the Chiefs, I guess they're dating or, or friends or something, and now she's showing up at football games. Who cares? Well, the point is, it's become it's become into the zeitgeist because, right? You know, it it used to only touch Swifties. Now it's touching fans of football, and yeah. it's become this bigger thing. And of course, that culminated into the Taylor Swift the Eras Tour, which apparently, if you couldn't make it out to one of her shows, you could just go to the movie theater and watch it. Um, yeah. it, it is earned- it is touching the zeitgeist, and I don't appreciate. I never asked to be touched. Stop touching me. Miss, Stop Miss touching Swift. Brian Zeitgeist. Leave me. Everybody. Leave my zeitgeist alone. Okay, that's private. Uh, Taylor Swift the Eras Tour earned ninety two point eight million dollars last weekend. Jesus. Uh, to crush, destroy, decimate everything else on the list. Uh, including uh, Exorcist, Believer, Paw Patrol, the Mighty movie, and of course Saw Ten and Creator, who are still on the list. Um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you other than the fact that um, what happened, Brian. Uh, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, the studios need to uh, learn something from Taylor Swift. I can't believe the word; those words just came out of my goddamn mouth. Let me, let me uh, hold up. What, what are they gonna learn? Let me get real, real with you for a second. Um, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan to any degree. I've never been a Taylor Swift fan. I don't even think she's attractive. Um, she's just not my type, and her music is not to my liking. And really, everything about Taylor Swift is not interesting to me whatsoever. Um, honestly, she reminds me uh, of some kid out of high school, and I'm not interested. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. <clears throat> okay. Maybe it's like older ladies. I'm not sure. But I'll tell you this right now. She is doing she her team has done something that the studios have forgotten how to do. Mm. Played to the fans. You give the fans what they want. It's not hard. Oh, the fans want this? Cool, let's do it. Hey, the fans want a um, uh, a gamble gambit movie, Marvel. Oh, you don't want to do that. Instead, you want to gender bend it and uh, race swap it and all that stuff, and then make it, uh, you know, add some like weird sexuality and all the things that the fans not only didn't ask for but also don't want. And then you go, why didn't you watch my movie? You must be racist, homophobic, sexist. Ex- you know, checkbox here. 
You know what Taylor Swift did? Oh, you guys can't all go to my shows because obviously everybody can't come to my shows. She's not omnipresent. So I'm just going to open this up in the movie theaters for you. I'm going to give you exactly what you want. Boom. Way to go. Problem solved. And and her fans showed up because she gave the fans exactly what they want. And according to friends of mine who are fans, uh, apparently her... Apparently she knocked it out of the park. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. But she's beating the movie studios because the movie studios, a lot of them have forgotten how to please fans. Mm. We don't have to watch your movies or your TV shows or buy your music. We don't. We don't have to support we'll you in die any way. a slow death probably if we don't. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, but we don't have to buy you're it right. or watch it or whatever. We we own we do it when we want to, um, and uh, I think studios need to figure that out again. That we're gonna go do something that we want to do. So you better bring the A game and give us what we want, or eventually we're gonna lose all faith in you, and we're not gonna show up. AKA uh, the Marvels coming out is mm. seeing a a the, its projected box office is now seventy three percent lower. Then the lowest Marvel movie, Ant-Man 2 or whatever. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. Like, if that's not a wake-up call for Marvel, I don't know what is. You have It's it's like the one movie coming out before the end of the year. You've been promoting it. And uh, it's you're going to... A 73% drop from the lowest movie you previously had? That's crazy, man. You know, the only thing that would save Marvel, in my opinion at this point, is if you just stop. You need to take a break. Don't make another Marvel movie. Don't release another Marvel movie for like a year. You need a break because every time people hear even hear the word Marvel, they're like, oh, I don't care. You know, it's yeah. just it doesn't matter what they put out. It doesn't matter what movie they make. I don't I think they're all going to fail. Yeah, they it's gnarly to slow down. Think about this. Uh, when did Endgame come out? Do you remember? 2019. 2019. So in five years, Marvel went from the literal the top of the food chain right mm-hmm. best franchise of all time most money most fan buy off most fans to a pariah with a lot of moviegoers mm. uh, in 5 years it only took 5 years for you to destroy what took you 15 years to build by just not paying attention and and i'm sure most of the executives and most of these Hyper woke individuals writing all this stuff and green green lighting all this nonsense. I bet you ten bucks they they're not even self aware enough to realize that they're the problem. Instead, they're probably being like, "Oh well, COVID. Oh well, those nasty uh, sexist racists." I mean, dude, at what point if everyone if you're if you if everyone's the problem, at what point are you the problem? Mm. Turn around and look at yourself. If everyone else is the problem. Then at what point are you the problem? I mean, but I think it goes beyond that. I think it goes beyond the wokeness or everything. I think that the 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 I believe that the brand, the Marvel brand, is watered down, and I don't think anybody cares to go watch those movies. I think they're tired. I think they're tired. They're tired, and well, they're also mailing it in like like that that um, that uh, Nick Fury series, the Secret Wars or whatever. Oh, Secret Invasion. Yeah. A secret invasion, like, dude, they literally like the intro was like made with like Chat GPT or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not well it, made. It was made with AI, and you're like, what are you? 
you're you're a multi-billion global billion-dollar global company. I, you, you can't you can't hire an After Effects artist. I don't get it. And then there's all these little inconsistencies throughout the, all these movies now. Um, before when it was brilliant and near perfect with their with their with their callbacks and with their references, you know. Now it's like things just don't make sense. It now it's like Saturday morning cartoons. It's no longer for adults the way they set it up. But it's certainly not also for kids. So who's it for? I don't even know who's it for. You have well, cursing in your show, but then there's so many details that are missing or completely inaccurate that that you have to be a child to 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 miss them. It's crazy. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you could look at the appetite for 2023. If you go to the worldwide box office for this year alone, you're going to see that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is the only superhero movie anywhere you know near the top of the list or spider-man across spider-verse both of those movies of which guardians of the galaxy volume three is the is the is the the finishing of a finale is the, is yeah. the finishing of a trilogy so people were going to show up for that one uh spider-man across the spider-verse is the miles morales continuation story that has this very interesting artistic take on 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 um on graphics yeah. and graphics and yeah. spider-man uh but when you go back down the next superhero movie the one is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania at number 10 all time for the list. I mean, you got to go all the way down. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. You got to go all the way down. The next movie, uh, superhero movie is number, number 21 on the list. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, no, no. You have number 16, the flash. Oh, that's right. I, I skipped that one. Like I did all year long so yeah <laughs> and the flash. so but look at look at how low if this would have been 2019 and this would have been pre-covid the the top 10 movies six to eight of them would have been superhero movies yeah 100 so people are tired of the superhero genre i mean partially they're not making great movies anymore but all of the key characters have been their stories have been told and then watered you know? down it's time to take a break we'll see how aquaman does in november oh did you see the trailer before Killer of the Flower Moon. I did. And was, it wasn't a bad trailer. It wasn't and a bad trailer thinking, at all. I was thinking, okay. You know, uh, yeah, I, I did the same thing. I'm one. like, I don't, I wasn't, a, I had no, really no hype for this. Now I'm like, oh, I sort of got hype for yeah. this. Oh, wow. There was a little bit of hype going on there. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and I actually thought, I'm like, wow, could Aquaman keep going if this movie's good? And the answer is, yeah, I think it probably could. Yeah, I mean, you know, dude, I mean, like Momoa is still working for DC and James Gunn, regardless. So, yeah, it depends on how good the story is. And, um, and it, you know, Aquaman's a different type of superhero movie. You know, it takes place under the ocean, and well, it, yeah, it can, yeah, it can be self-contained. That's what's unique. It can be self-contained when other superheroes, they almost they can't like because the whole time you're when Spider-Man is uh fighting uh Kingpin in the street, you're like, well, where the hell is Iron Man? They live in the same city, right? Right. It, it does get a little weird when you got so many superheroes up each other's butts, right? Uh, just to, so October box office, the lead so far, of course, is uh, Taylor Swift's. It's already the twentieth of the month, and uh, Taylor Swift is leading the October box office at ninety-two million dollars. Uh, Exorcist Believer at forty-seven million in second, and Paw Patrol actually yeah, swap that. No, no, at forty-seven and Paw Patrol at thirty-four million for the month. October is turning is is not is not a great month of box office typically, anyways. But these numbers are egregious as to how few people are going to the to the movies right now yeah here here's what's sad right look at this um so last year uh black adam won october this year taylor swift beat black adam 
in a week. So, oh yeah. So last, yeah, that's interesting. So blackout. Okay. Yeah. Let me look at two. You're looking at 2022. I was looking at like just the month of October in general. Well, Black Adam actually beat Taylor. So 112. Million. No, look, look, the average, according to this, it's number. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah. but, 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 but it, it's about to overtake them, right? Look at the average. It's, it's, I don't think it is because it only played over the weekend. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So she's, it's a one and done thing. She came in, scooped up her money, and she's out now. Yeah. Good for her, man. Good for her. Okay. Well, that's uh, the box so, office beat. Yeah, well, just I want to continue on this box office beat a little bit with uh, with some Saw Ten since it's still sitting in the um, uh, still sitting in the queue here. Mm-hmm. Saw Ten is still pulling down dailies. It pulled down uh, um, its its current October gross is twenty nine million. If you're a Saw fan, I don't know if you are. There's ten movies, and Saw has to be treated in the same respect as like you know the Friday the Thirteenth or. Uh, or you know any of those long-standing horror movie genres like Halloween, uh, Sontan's a little different. It's it's a uh, it's a little it's a little bit more mystery. It's a little bit more interesting things. In Saw Ten, you would think after ten movies that it would become mm, you know why am I watching this still? It'd be like a, a Freddy versus uh, Jason in space or Jason takes Manhattan. Jason X, yeah, kind of, kind of thing. But the reality is, is Saw Ten is probably the third best movie in the whole franchise. I had a chance to go watch it. And um, and I got to tell you, I was, for most of the movie, I was actually pretty impressed with it. Um, if you're familiar with Saw at all, uh, uh, John Kramer is, the, is Jigsaw. And uh, he, of course, has cancer. And he ends up... Um, Are you going to spoil it for me? I haven't seen Saw yet. You've never seen any Saw movie? I just saw the very first Saw movie. It's all I ever saw. Well, then you know that John Kramer has cancer. Okay, I'm 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 it's trying to stop movie? you before you ruin something for me. Okay, well, John just be Kramer, aware. I've only seen the first movie. I'm waiting for it to come okay, out. Okay, I'll, I'll give you once. no spoilers. I'll okay. give you no spoilers, except the fact that John Kramer has cancer, and that's something you should need to know about Saw because it's his motivation for for what he's doing as Jigsaw. Right. So he's basically trying to make people appreciate their life because he's losing his. And the way he figures he can do that is put them in life and death scenarios, especially people who. Uh, let's say are either wasting their lives or have done bad things to other people. He's basically trying to, uh, he's a self-help coach in a really disturbing way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in a way that draws blood. But Saw 10 is, uh, is a movie that actually takes place between the first and second movies. I hate uh, that. Which is interesting. What's that? I hate that. You don't, you won't hate it in this instance. Okay. Uh, because the way saws are made, uh, it's actually plays out really well. Um, and I'm not going to tell you any more because well, I can't tell you more about that because you need to watch the second movie in order to, and the third ah. movie to have appreciation for it. But what I will say is that this movie goes into the John Kramer character. Uh, imagine, uh, Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees where most of the movies is really about what they're doing and not really about the character. And this movie really delves into John Kramer's backstory and what he was doing to process the the cancer. And so it's a really different type of saw movie, but it still has the stuff about saw that you love. Um, And so I would say that's a good one. They're going to continue making saw 11 is going to include more background into this whole uh, franchise. I think they're really doing it uh, a really interesting way and they're worth watching still. If you, if you like uh, these horror movies. So, okay, that's all I'll give you for it. All right. Yeah. Um, 
I'm I'm not gonna watch the whole thing until uh, the last one drops. And then I'm gonna sit down for a weekend and I'm gonna watch it in chronological order. I hate to break it to you, but they may never end. So I would say you know, at some point you just gotta go for it. You know, this is one of those franchises that because they can change up the way it's done. And listen, if you go back and look at the Saw movies, they make money. So they're not losing money when you make That's a Saw fair. movie. All right. Yeah. All right. We got some super chats here uh, from uh, John Burns again. Thank you, John Burns. John Burns coming coming through with super chats today. Nice. All, uh, all time list Redford, Newman, Butch, mm. and Sundance. Oh, that's such a great movie. Gosh, that's such a great movie, John. I could, that's one of those movies I can rewatch all the time. Yeah. They were so such good chemistry together. You guys are gonna hate me right now. I've never seen I've never seen Butch of Sundance. Sundance. Yeah, you need to go watch it. That's a good one. Now I've seen a, a a lot of classics, but for some reason that one just never never hit me. Um, another one from John Burns six nine nine. Thank you, John Burns. Friend of mine plays American Truck Simulator. Her character's name is Taylor Swift. <laughs> I suggested Smiley Cyrus. That's great. Smile like like uh, what's her name? Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, yeah. And uh, horrible nation. Hey, PJ, thank you so much for coming through, my my friend. I want to see a Brian Shane and Brian movie in theaters. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, it'd be great. We would. I don't know what it'd be about, but yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, uh, it would. It would. Uh, it well, I can tell you this. It definitely wouldn't be slow. Um, but you would. You would at one point. You would ask yourself, what the. F- is going on right now <laughs> like what is going on i i envision it being like smoking the bandit okay right you get to be bandit because you got the burt reynolds look and i'll drive the the truck and be be snowman all right breaker breaker four nine actually i'd probably have to be the sheriff uh buford t justice probably and we we run in jeremy snyder on the road <laughs> right <in> his- <laughs> he can be snowman there you there go you go. Oh, john burns taylor swift throws football to gordon F, uh, for the win, Orville. Thank you, John. Um, did that happen? No, but no, but I'm sure before the end of the season, they'll have her on the field throwing a football. I'm yeah, sure she's um, going to do the halftime show for the Super Bowl. You know, the whole nine yards. So, uh, well, another one, another one from John Burns, 279. Thank you, John. Opinions on the Kevin Smith movie Tusk. I actually like that movie. It was weird. I, it was weird. And there was moments that it was sort of slow and just like, but like the payoff at the end was so deliciously fucked up. That's the only one I got for it. <laughs> deliciously, okay. Like that it. it that it worked. It it worked. Um, and uh, I gotta be honest, I, I'll probably watch Justin Long on anything. Ever since the Galaxy Quest, I've liked him in almost anything he's ever done. So yeah, he, even when it, even in, when it's a bad movie, I'm like, eh, Justin Long was good. He was good in Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him that. Um, from Doomed, huh? <laughs> Did Prodigy fail upwards by landing on Netflix? Um, uh, good. Cool. That's boy, that's a good call. Dude, last year I would have said yes. Now I'm like, I don't know. No, I think it did. Big time. Yeah. There's so many more eyeballs on Netflix than oh, there that's are on true. Plus. That's true. Yeah, I yeah. do. I feel like it fell upwards. I'll tell yeah, you what, it, it failed upwards as long as the same people continue to make it and it's not, and Netflix doesn't switch the team up. Yeah, Netflix seems to be incapable of failing. I don't understand it. Like, to even me, it's when it's clearly a fail, somehow they still work out. Yeah, I don't understand it. They have the uh, to me, they have the worst content, but yet they they seem to have the most eyeballs. I guess when you're the first, that's what happens. I gotta tell you though, they are raising their prices again, and um, 
and when they do, I think that I will start waterfalling Netflix. I'm I'm actually gonna be, yeah same thing for me. I've already thought about. It. I'll be canceling my subscription. If you guys don't and know what waterfall be... means, it means you cancel your subscription when something comes out that you like. You re up it yeah. for a month, cancel it again at the end of the month after you've binged. Yep, that's it. And that's going to be the way it goes for a lot of people coming up as uh, our economy continues to tighten and people stop having as much money. Yeah, I uh, uh, because I have less money. I have been watching uh, ads on. Uh, well, it was funny. So I did drop my subscription on Paramount down to the lower subscription to save money. And then I was like, wait a minute. I don't need, I don't, there's nothing here I need. And I went, I'm, I'm going to go cancel. So I went to go cancel and it was like, well, before you go, which is like three free months. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> nice. Um, but right now I'm watching Hulu with, with ads and it drives me nuts. Although I figured out a little hack. Let's say you're not paying. You're 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 paying for the cheapest one, right? Um, here's the hack. First off, the cheapest one is like seven ninety nine. Well, instead of getting the triple pack on Hulu, you can get the seven ninety nine version, and then go to your add-ons and add Disney Plus for two dollars. Hmm. Yes. So now, oh. now for under $10, you have Hulu and Disney Plus. Now it's the ad versions, but for under $10, you have both those those networks, right? Well, that check sounds it out. great. Yeah, well, check it out. Ready? Then you log in to Firefly with the ad blocker. What's Firefly? Uh, sorry, Firefox, my bad. Oh. Firefox with the ad blocker, not Chrome. One more than Chrome. But if you log in to use, use Firefox with an ad blocker, and you won't see any ads, baby. For any, under right. ten bucks, you get Disney Plus and Hulu, no ads. And that doesn't work on Roku and, and stuff like that. But you know, you learn it all here, guys. You learn it all. Brian's got all the all listen. The, all, the... all of this is legal. I'm not saying to go travel. You know, sail the high seas. These are just these are hacks. And at some point, they're going to fix it. The fact Go that you it. can add Disney Plus as an add-on, it feels like someone just made a mistake because they had the bundle and that they had to have an add-on to have the bundle, and and now it's two dollars. Like Disney hmm. Plus for two bucks. I mean, two bucks. I mean, anything's worth two bucks. So <laughs> anything's worth. Well, I tell you what, that's the lowest cost anything can be nowadays. Two dollars like is like is like what a penny used to be. That's so. true. Wreck, uh, my boy Wreck. Who remember this? Before I read a super chat, remember Wreck identifies as a camera. You said that earlier. Knowing that, this is his comment. If okay, if you make a movie, I need to film it. <laughs> okay <laughs> that sounds good thank you rack i'll write us a script and from john burns johnny depp as an rcmp officer tusk was johnny depp in the movie was he really no he wasn't am i forgetting something i didn't see it so I'm not no I, I don't know and one more one more from john burns under ten dollars u.s is not under ten dollars canadian that <laughs> is true <laughs> yeah that's um, true that's a good point. Yeah, unfortunately, however much we're struggling here, I'm sure the Canadians are struggling even more with their money. So, yeah, 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 dude, everything's a little messed up right now, huh? Crazy, twenty percent interest on everything. Uh, but let's talk about happier times. Uh, actually, I thought since we're already talking about streaming services and all that good stuff, let's just move into Amazon Prime deciding to go uh, full streaming in October with a movie called Totally Killer. 
uh, Brian came to me this week and said, listen, man, you need to go watch this movie on Amazon Prime. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. Was it in the movie theater? He's like, I don't know. And yeah, guess what? It never went to the theater. Direct streaming release. Totally killer. Brian, give us the premise. Yeah. So totally killer is sort of like uh, what happens when a slasher meets back to the future. Right. So imagine yeah. this. Uh, the main character, uh, her mother back in the 80s and her friends or her friends. 1987. 1987, her friends were murdered by this killer, right? And um, she survived. And since that happened, it sort of ruined her life a little bit. And she's never been able to forget it. However, her daughter doesn't take it seriously until the killer comes back and kills her mom. Whoa. Now, in a very weird, uh, very interesting, unbelievable way, her um, high school friend invents a time machine. (laughs) I got to tell you, uh, that was a little loose plot devising there for me. Yeah, it was super plot device. You know, it's funny. It was like, so they tried, they tried to clean it up by like saying like her mom has been yeah. was working on it for like decades or whatever. But Which the, ties in well, but yeah. It does. But they never, but the, the fact they didn't like introduce that, that character at all in the beginning, it just felt unbelievable. Anyways, I'm not, I, I'm not going to criticize this Blue Mouse movie. In that way, I'll criticize it as far as a plot device, but like I'm not, I'm not overthinking it here. So she this gets is not the, a thinking movie. No, it's not. She gets in the photo booth, and the killer comes after, her and he stabs the the console. And when he does, I guess because her friend couldn't get the time machine to work, except for it did work. By the way, she's building a time machine for like a science fair. <laughs> Listen, if I was building a time machine, <laughs> I wouldn't tell no one. Well, yeah, especially well if it worked. I would. If it worked. Yeah. So he stabs the console and apparently that's all you needed to make it work because like the metal conductive metal of the knife, it like connects something. The time the dumbest science ever. <laughs> yeah. The time machine goes off and she gets teleported to 1987, right? Six, whatever. 87. Um, yeah, listen, hot tub time machine. The the title tells me don't take this movie seriously. <laughs> right. So I did. Well, so does totally killer. That's true. Um, and by yeah. the way, I like. By, by the way, it's entitled "Totally Killer" because "Totally Killer" was something you'd said in the eighties. Right. Totally Killer. Now here's totally the deal. Killer. Just yeah, to be yeah. clear, I actually enjoyed both Hot Tom Time Machine and Totally Killer. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say I enjoyed Totally Killer, honestly. I mean, it's fine. So what happens is she goes back in time with this photo booth time machine that her sixteen-year-old friend, seventeen-year-old friend made, um, and she realizes that. For some reason, her friend said it to the day, the night before the murders happened. And that wasn't really clear. Like when she asked, why did you set that day? She goes, well, because that's when the murders happened. So why wait, the, wait, wait, what wait. you said that day? Wait, wait, wait. Doc Brown. Uh, a prime day in history, October, whatever, 15th, 1955. Oh, it's the day. I've t- so it's kind of the same thing as Back to the Future. Right. He set the time machine to go back to that moment. Just like, yeah, there you go. Right. Um. So she goes back in time and she realizes she's back in 1987. And then she gets, she's like, well, you know what? I can actually stop these murders. And because her mom had just died, by the way, she got, she was like really, her mental strength was so strong considering her mom had died like days before and she's at the fair. Like, I don't, anyways. (laughs) Hey, you got to get him to the place to do the movie somehow. He's got to get him there. 
Okay. So 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 now she has to she has to fake like she's going to high school. Now one thing I really enjoyed about this <laughs> is that in 1987 everyone was very trusting. So she just walks in and she's like, yeah, I'm a foreign exchange student. And they're like, okay, here's the schedule. And yeah, I like how she goes, oh, that you're not gonna check up on that. Why would you lie? I mean, yeah, that's a great question. Well, to be fair, the 80s weren't quite like that. But I will say that as I told Brian about this movie, my review is is essentially just like Back to the Future wasn't made for people who were teenagers in the 1950s and 1955. This movie is not made for those of us who were teenagers in 1987. This is really made for 2023 teenagers to be able to kind of go back. And are we in on some of the jokes a little bit? But everybody in 1987 in this movie is a blithering idiot. So just like in Back to the Future, everybody in 1950s was an idiot. It's 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 kind of follows the same pattern, but right. definitely not a movie made for us. So she 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 thinks she's like she's in school and she's gonna try to stop these murders and she figures she she, she can catch the killer and she can save her mom in the future. Now I love this. Her friend explained uh, time travel to her, or I'm sorry, her friend's mom, who looks just like her friend, by the way. Oh, interesting. Um. Her friend's mom, the friend that invented the time machine. Well, she found her mom, the one who actually invented the time machine, who she copied from, and she got her to help her. Now, her friend's mom helped her pretty much immediately. <laughs> it was very trusting. Um, the way she explained time was great. Like, time is a river, and at some point, she got out of the river, walked upstream, and got back in the river. Now, what she does from there is going to modify the future. But I, I hate the way the movie deals with the future. So as she's changing time in the past, she, the future time is gradually changing. And they're like recognizing that time Hold is changing. I and did, I don't like that. I did like that they explained that with the Mandela effect, though. I get that. Yeah, the Mandela effect cool was cool. Like, oh, that's what the Mandela effect is. But here's the thing. Like everything that already happened to her in the in the in 1987 would have all completely played out it doesn't play out slowly like in the adam project uh that netflix came out with it just, just in, in my opinion and oh, okay wait time travel doesn't exist but let's say if it did i don't think it would change really slowly as as things happened in 1987 on this day and this day forward it changes so i just i mean yeah I, yeah you're right it, it, yeah, i feel like time would take longer to like modify but whatever here's the deal the Mandela effect thing is very interesting because tell me in the chat, have you ever seen or have you heard of a movie called Shazam with Sinbad? Because I swear to God, I have seen the movie Shazam or sorry, Kazam with Sinbad, except for the movie Kazam doesn't exist. And okay. I'm not the only one. A lot of people have have seen the movie Kazam with Sinbad, but according to Sinbad and the internet, it doesn't exist. Well, and to be honest with you, memes have made this even worse because people making up things are going to create more Mandela effects in the future. That's true. You're going to see things be like, oh, I swear to God, I saw that. And it may, millions of people may have seen it, but that doesn't make it true. So maybe we're maybe it's something like that. I don't know, but I remember when I first, it was like a MySpace or something where someone was like, hey, uh, do you guys know that uh, Kazam wasn't a real movie? And I'm like, bullshit, I've seen that movie. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I'm positive I've seen that movie. And to this day, but I, 
I've looked it up. It doesn't exist. It's not a movie. So no, I have a I have a recollection of that being something. You're right. Right. I do too. Um, but I don't know what it's from or why I have it. It might have been from like a an SNL skit or, or I don't know. It could have been from something. Yeah, I can't figure it out. But that was the, the, the fact that they explained the Mandela effect with like time being modified was actually pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So now she tried to change. Now when she tries to change it, it actually does change things. And now the now things are not playing out the way it did in her memory. Let's, let's not give away any spoilers. So. And I, and I'm, I'm just saying that to get to here. She meets her mom in high school, and now her mom's at risk, and she has to find the killer because now her mom is her mom had escaped it the first time when she was a teenager, but who knows if she's going to escape it this time? Yeah, and so it's basic. Sense. It's basically a slasher movie meets Back to the Future, not as believable as Back to the Future. Um, made for teenagers today, right? Made for teenagers yeah. today. Yes, I did like a lot of the comedy. I liked a lot of the '80s references. I liked the time machine at the end. I thought that was super rad. There um, is a nice. I will agree that there, but the same way in Back to the Future, where where Michael J. Fox ordered a tab, or you know, all of the different weird things that were happening in '85 that weren't happening in '55. It's kind of the same thing, except they do it more. She does it more on a social level, uh, and kind of the behavior of people. And there is a there is a few interesting jokes there, but um, yeah, yeah. Overall, it's a fun watch. Uh, is it a good movie? No, no, it's not a good movie. Um, but it's a fun movie. Well, and, pull it up on my list of 2023 movies, Brian. Let's see where it sits. And not only is it a fun movie, but let me be clear. Um, it's uh, If you have Prime, it does, it's not going to cost you anything. It's not even going to cost you very much time because it's actually fairly short. Although Prime went up again in price. You're, you're closing on $200 a year for Prime. Jesus, mother of Mary. Yeah. So you're not. it's not free for sure. Well, that's ridiculous. Um, there we go. You want to pull your thing up? Right, wait, yeah. Let's, let's look at Shane's list. Where... Did totally killer land on your list? <laughs> this will tell you maybe, maybe if you agree with me on where you might want to uh, watch it. Here we go. Let's see. It's not in the first 20. <laughs> mm. Not in the first 30, is it? Oh, no. There yeah, we it found it. Number 29. There it is. Number 29. So, yeah. It's so it's 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 better, better than, than Barbie. The, it's better than Barbie. And and as you guys, if you guys know my feelings about Barbie is an excellently made movie, but the message was so horrific and disturbing and disgusting and challenging and wow that it it essentially negated how great the movie is. Uh, and of course, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, uh, who failed to uh, create a superhero. They had a superhero that was more immature than the kid he was playing, which is weird. The adult was more immature. I think um, I, I think that wasn't like a, a, an aiding or a direction issue. I I, I believe was, that I yeah. believe that Z, uh, Zach brought the same exact flavor. It was, um, an, it was an acting by the kid. The, the, I think the yeah. director didn't have the kid. Yeah, uh, immature up a little bit. He was too mature, um, and it got a little weird. But anyways, it falls between those two movies. So depending on how you feel about those movies, uh, would tell you whether or not you might want to see Totally Killer. But if you just like a if you like a, like a like a turn off your brain and like watch a little time travel with a bunch of girls because the movie's essentially a bunch of girls. Yeah, by the and all uh, the girls are hot. By the way, all of them. Are hot. Uh, I can't say that. Yeah, they're all. I, hot. I refuse to. I refuse to say whether or not teenagers are hot or not. They're not so, actually but. teenagers. Those are all like twenty eight, nine, and thirty two year olds, dude. Get out of here. Are you sure? Yeah, the chick that plays Sabrina is like oh, in yeah. her late twenties for sure. Totally killers. Let's find out. 
I'm positive. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping right now that I'm. You're positive. like, oh my god, I really. Holy hope. shit! What did I just say? This is the case. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was what was the? Uh... <laughs> That's so funny. Just look up the actor's name, and while you do that, I'm gonna tell you something. When I make this list, Indiana mm-hmm. Jones will be well below Totally Killer. I guarantee you that. Oh come on, dude! I have no idea why is why is Indiana Jones so high on this list, bro? Because it's still Indiana Jones. It's the most. I'm I'm fucking not putting Indiana Jones below Totally Killer. I'm sorry, it's a a complete. I have never been let down more. I listen. I'm disappointed in how it went, but it's still Indiana Jones, bro. All right. Well, you know, just because Indiana Jones, I guess it gets to just hang out on the top uh, top twenty five of the list. Because twenty five in two thousand twenty three, (laughs) bro. Of all the two, that's 25 movies ahead of it. So I think we're okay. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. 2023 is not a kill, not, not a totally killer year for, uh, for movies. That's for sure. Uh, you know, amazing how hard it is to figure out somebody's age, but here, I think I got it. Uh, by the way, now you're on a list somewhere. I got you to type it in. What? I'm just kidding. I wrote in Jamie Hughes, totally killer age. While you're doing that, I'm going to read super chats. Okay. Okay. Uh, first off, uh, from John Burns, Shane, what the hell is a penny? Well, uh, um, there were these little things that used to Good be call. made out of copper, but now they're made out of like zinc and they're colored to be copper. So not only is a penny w- worthless, the metal it's printed on isn't even worth what it's what it what it is. Pennies are mm. dumb. We should get rid of pennies. There's no reason that we continue to make these stupid things. By the way. Um, oh, pennies? Yeah, no, if they were made out of copper, I'd be collecting those things and cashing in. 24 years old, you're safe. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was older. Man, she's she looks older. Um, she's had a hard, had a hard time. Yeah, she's, been, <laughs> she's been, she has a lot of city miles on her. <laughs> um, Orville Nation for $5. Thank you, BJ. Shane should do a sketch as a young Orson Welles for the channel. Saw a picture of a young Orson with a short beard the other day. I was like, holy crap, Shane. Orson yeah, I got an Orson Welles thing going on, dude. I don't know how that happened. Maybe related somehow. I don't know. Do you but, really? Uh, uh, do I not? There, there's I... an Orson Welles thing happening. Yeah, for sure. Well, you do sort of look like yours and well. As long as it's not Jim, not as long as it's not uh, John Candy. That's crazy. That. You do sort of look like young Orson Welles. Pull it up so everybody can see. Well, yeah, check it out. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. One second. Orson Welles. Look at this. I'm trying to get a good good picture here. Oh, you should say Alfred Hitchcock. No, all these pictures are garbage, dude. They're all tiny. Here we go. Here we go. Here is Shane. In whatever time period this guy was born. Hmm. Yeah, it does look like you. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I don't have the I don't have the, the nice clef chin that he has. Mine's a little clef. Yeah, the clef always throws me off. Right. Um, also, thank you, by the way, PJ. Also from John Burns, photo booth time machine, rest in peace, Robin Williams. Oh God! <laughs> Photo booth. Time. I'm st- I still cry whenever I see uh, in on the inside, not on the outside, because I'm a man. Whenever I see one of those uh, Robin Williams memes, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was that. I love that man. Yeah, he had some. He had a serious illness, man. He did. Yeah, he did, man. Some of the funniest guys have a lot of a lot of problems. John Burns, two seventy nine, nineteen eighty seven. You're not acting as if you're on cocaine. Funny in the movie. Right when she, 
right when that she gets funny. back there yeah there's that cocaine joke that was and, actually pretty funny which was funny on itself and then the camera pans and like she has like three kids there yeah she's like, like don't, 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 don't worry about that they don't even know what that means <laughs> and then when she offers, she's smoking a cigarette yeah, yeah she offers to give her a ride to school and like the windows are up and she's just smoking in the car i gotta be honest that was a thing that was a thing. that was really a thing my mom smoked my mom like, my mom would also smoke with me in her little vw bug no problem yeah yeah no, and I you wonder a, why i become a smoker when i was older when i when i joined the navy and i think and uh my the guy who was like in charge of us he would drive around base and he had this mountain of cigarettes butts in the middle of his console where he just chain smoked cars and he would never roll down the windows when we were inside. It was, oh, it was God. Yeah. Um, one more for John Bynes. Uh, shitty memory, not the Mandela effect. Okay. <laughs> or Thanks, John. Mandela effect or shitty memory. Yes, I agree with that. It's possible. One more for John Burns uh, before we move on. Mark Hamill hates, thank you, by the way, John. Hates a lightsaber meme of Luke meeting Obi-Wan showing Luke sticking his lightsaber in his face. I saw a, this is not, this is a off topic, but same character, same actor. I saw a Mark Hamill um, post um, about, about the Palestine thing. Mm-hmm. And I've never responded to Mark Hamill. I've never wanted to respond to Mark Hamill because I get it. He's Luke Skywalker. He's not a freaking genius. And I'm not going to act. I'm not going to act like he is. He's an actor. He's an actor. He's an actor. He's an actor and he's not a genius. And that's fine. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to change my opinion of him because he says stupid crap. But then he said something so stupid that I was like this close to replying to him. And I remember that you and I share an account. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But oh, man. Mark Hamill, dude, like, just some of these guys. Just Wait, what did he up. say? I, I'm not going to repeat it. Um, Why? Because I because I'm I, I'll be paraphrasing. I don't know exactly what it well, was, but it was it was very idea. Well, it was like this. Uh, well, yeah, it was um, it was like he was like uh comparing uh Israel to Palestine and um reposting. I guess what it's called now when you retweet, you repost reposting some like hyper fake news about Israel killing babies or something. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you even involving yourself in this? Well, a lot of people can't help themselves. They've, they've heard, they've heard the rhetoric and they know which side they're supposed to be on based on the popularity of what our country believes. So, <laughs> so that's you, what it is. You got to go with what the media is telling you to do. All the actors do, by the way, you know what, you know what? No, no, no. Some actors don't. I'll tell you what, really Tom Cruise doesn't. Zachary Tom Levy doesn't. doesn't. Do Jason Momoa doesn't. They don't. Well, Tom Cruise doesn't social. So, okay. Okay. But, well, that'd be Jason Momoa and um, Zachary Levy do. And they don't. In fact, the worst thing Zachary Levy ever said, according to the left, was when he, when he criticized Big Pharma. And all of a sudden, you had all these simps coming out for Big Pharma. You're like, why are you defending the trillion dollar global business who has literally monetized your sickness? He's saying that big pharma has too much power. What are you? Why are you defending pharmaceutical companies all of a sudden? Anyways, I'm not going to go into that. But there are actors and actresses that don't get involved with the petty minutia. So, all right. Orson Welles may have been one of those. So, uh, so um, Orville Nation actually sent me the picture that he wanted you to put up. So I put it in Slack for you. Oh, okay. This is who he's talking about. This is the image. Oh, Jesus. 
that scary. Wait, are you sure it's just not you in black and white? That's what I'm trying to say. That's what he's saying. Yeah. It, no, it's 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 frighteningly close. That's just that's you. Wow. Wild, huh? That's just you in black and white. Yeah. That's crazy. I'll take it. Hey, listen, he was he was a great actor. I'll take it. Yeah, one more of John Burns we move on the next before we move on to the next topic. Sorry, I'm mumbling a little bit. Uh, Barbie message women. If a guy slips, slaps a woman on the badunk dunk, you pull out your boomstick and grease him. That's Chicago way. There's a lot, there's a lot to impact there, John. But there's thank you. so much there, John, that sounds dirty to me. Yeah, but, I don't, uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if you're threatening violence or sexual assault right now. <laughs> either, either way. <clears throat> uh, well, yeah, and and in the Barbie movie, of course, they're just slapping women on the butt, which is just not what happens in public yeah these days yeah i don't know like they're in la dude like 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 if they were like in like you know south america or something maybe i'd be like yeah maybe that happens but like that doesn't happen <laughs> right now south south america in shambles right now after you said that right i'm just i mean i mean, I don't, I mean I, i'm just saying a country that i don't i've never i've never been to but like i know for a fact that that doesn't happen in la so that's silly well, in South America, I think it only happens at night. So I'm just, just saying. All right. All right. Moving on. What's next? So, yeah, let's do. Uh, so we're going to talk, guys, we're a little bit about the new Frasier show that just came out, which is which is really huge news. If you're if you're a fan of uh, of epic, legendary uh, comedy series, we'll do that. And then we're going to do Warp Factor news and uh, which there is some Star Trek news. Don't go anywhere. And uh, news of the weird. And no, then we'll go to the, the weekly weird. Sorry. The week, I don't know why I wrote news. Why did Come I write on. news of the weird? I don't know. The what? weekly weird. The okay. weekly weird. Come on. Get it together, bro. Yeah. Get it together. I'm, Come I'm on. trying, man. I'm trying. All right. Um. Yeah. So let's talk about Frasier. Okay. So first off, um, I and, may, and may, maybe you have the same story. I was introduced to Frasier when Cheers came out. Yes. So I remember watching Cheers and um, there were like three of my favorite characters uh, was Norm, Frazier, and the angry rage waitress. I'm forgetting her name right now. Oh, Carla. Carla. Yeah. And I remember thinking, um, and this is back then when like everything had a spinoff. And I was like, well, I wonder what they're gonna if they, uh, are they gonna spin off the show? I'm like, well, they can't they can't spin off Norm because he just sits in a bar stool all day long, and that would just be Cheers Part Two. They can't spit off car, uh, spin, spin off the waitress because she works at Cheers. And I remember thinking before it even came out, oh, oh we need a Frasier show. That'd be perfect. And then what do we Is get? Is that what you thought? I remember thinking that. Really? Frasier was my favorite character in Cheers. Every, everyone's favorite character was the main character, but not for me. It was Frasier. I loved him. Also, I, think, I thought his, I thought his, uh, his super mean wife was super hot. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, he didn't bring her into the Frasier TV show, which I thought was interesting. No, he didn't. Uh, because they needed to give him a new life to lead. Otherwise, he would have just been a cucked beta man the rest right. of his life. Right. Um, no, you're right. So, yeah, of course, uh, um, Frasier Crane was a character, not my favorite character on Cheers, but uh, the least bit. Uh, I actually didn't really like the character that much. As the seasons went on uh, after Diane on on Cheers, he got to be pretty interesting, but. Still, you know, it wasn't that great. So when they did a Frasier spinoff, I wasn't that excited initially, but I did read his book back in the day. That's what we used to do. We used to actually read people's books. He came out with a book and I learned that Kelsey Grammer is nothing 
like Dr. Fraser Crane. He's a guy who likes riding motorcycles and, and doing cool shit. Unlike Dr. Fraser. No, yeah, he's like the yeah, he's like literally the opposite of what his character is. Yeah, he was a major drug addict. You know, he uh, he got down in the eighties like everybody else, <laughs> like that nineteen eighty seven. Totally yeah, did killer. did it was I mean, I mean is it, maybe it's the same person, but didn't he crash a DeLorean high on cocaine? Uh, not a DeLorean. I think it was. Well, I think it was a motorcycle. I thought. I remember. I remember reading something about him. And thinking that is the most '80s thing I've ever heard, I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Crashing a DeLorean while on coke. Yeah, that's it. That would be yeah, like the it. ultimate '80s thing to do. <laughs> so, of course, the original Frasier series ran for many seasons. It was maybe not quite as popular as Cheers, but close, and explored the you know the whole uh, you know Frasier Crane family with his brother and uh, and his father, of course, who was opposites of of, of the brothers, uh, and and. In Dr. Fraser Crane, it went for a long time. Right. So we open up in 2023. They've decided to bring Fraser back. And at first I was skeptical. I'm like, ah, I don't know about this, you know, but it's coming out. It's fresh. It's new. And our fans want to know whether or not they should watch it. So here's what I'll tell you. If you were a fan of the original, uh, this is the original cast, by the way, original cast, uh, None of the original cast members are back. None of them. Perry Gilpin, you see there on the far left, she is back for one episode this season. In the new season, uh, it'll probably it'll just be just be a cameo. Uh, she's not going to be a regular member of the cast. The only regular member of the cast is Kelsey Grammer. Right. It's a bummer and, that Daphne's not back, right? Because she is attractive. She's not. She is still alive. Um, you know, she had a whole thing with with Niles. Remember, they had a whole uh, right. thing together. And if you at the end of Frasier, Frasier ends up actually, um, um, you know, uh, marrying a woman named Charlotte or going off to be with a woman named Charlotte. He ends up moving to Chicago. So this show opens up with uh, in a Boston airport, you know, back in Cheers land, right, where he meets up with his friend Alan Cornwall uh, and he's coming from his father's funeral. So his father's passed away. Uh, we meet his nephew, David, who who. I, it hasn't been confirmed for me, but I believe it's Niles' son, uh, which is one of the characters. Right, and if you're holding out hope that Niles will return, no. he will not. The actor no. made it very clear that he's not coming back. He, he did his thing. Yeah, he's done yeah. with it. He's done. And uh, so this character, David, his son, kind of takes up that kind of screw-up role uh, that Niles played, um, even to, to another level, I would say. Um, yeah, it's almost too screw-uppy. Right, so... Frazier had had gone to Chicago. He ended up on a TV talk show. So he left the radio, ended up becoming a TV talk show, kind of like Maury Povich or one of those guys, but probably better. Uh, uh, he wants to see his son, Freddie. So, of course, Freddie was born on Cheers all those years ago. So you had, uh, you know, and we didn't really see him in the I don't believe we saw him in yeah, we the Frazier show. We never saw him in the Frazier show. But he's here and he's all grown up. And guess what? Freddie is just like his grandpa, nothing like his father or his uncle, uh, not the hoity toity, um, you know, interesting types. He's a firefighter and he doesn't want to go to Harvard and all those kind of things. I've never fully understood why Niles and Frazier had English accents, but their father did not. No, they didn't English accents. I mean, no, they, they're just they're just very, very hoity. It you sounds know, like a yes. hyper pretentious. They're pretentious. That's exactly okay. what it is. Yeah. It's because they went to Ivy League schools. They became pretentious. Right. They're a stereotype of that. 
I guess you're uh, right. And, and it's and it's also a good message on like parents and children. And guess what? They never turn out the way you want them to. I would have given anything for one of my five kids to like sports. Please, just one of them. It just didn't work out. So, because uh, I love sports. So, you know, and this is kind of what's happening here in this Frazier show. So we've got him coming back. Uh, essentially, we've got a new cast. Um, it turns out that he's very rich. He buys the building his son lives in. Yeah, he's um, extremely rich, which I thought was cool. I, I, I almost, You know why I like that? I think that's also enabling. Like, we don't got to worry about the minutia of real life. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I really adored the first two episodes. I absolutely, I didn't think I was going to like it. I laughed out loud multiple times. Yeah. There was a moment where you think the show is going to go woke uh, very early on. It doesn't. Yeah. And they set you up and they set you up. They're like, ah, oh, they think we're going to do this. And they, they do it with, uh, and you end up finding out it's not what you think it is. So without giving anything away, if you want to check out Frasier 2023, I think it's going to be a great show. We need a new good sitcom. It's been too long. Yeah. Uh, it's got a laugh track. I have, I, I have two criticisms though. Go ahead. Uh, Niles, son is uh two slapstick. Okay. And his friend from Harvard, the actual English, English guy. I don't like him at all. Hmm. Like, all right. I don't, I don't like his interactions. Now I had a good time. I mean, we're wrong, but I, his interactions to me are, I just don't like him. And his, uh, Niles, son is, he needs to dial it back a little bit. It's almost too comical. It's like, you don't like the pretentious people. It's interesting. Cause they were the two pretentious people. <laughs> I mean, I like Frazier. Well, it's, it's Frazier. I guess you're right. Yeah. I yeah. guess, I guess that made me, me ask what it is. Maybe I just I just like pretentious assholes. Maybe that's yeah. What it is. There you go. All right. Well, you know this the both of these assholes though are kind of idiots, but there's also some sweet moments and um, the moment where he passes the note uh, to Frazier when he's trying to make that difficult decision that was yeah. kind of a sweet moment. Yeah, it so, was. Yeah, if you guys want, oh, to and check I like it out. I like the character that lives with his son. She's great. I like her What's a lot. That? Oh, ah, uh, yeah. Yet to see more about her. We don't really know what she. Well, I mean, so far, like I thought they were going to go super woke with her character, and they and they didn't. It, it. She's just a regular person, which is sort of refreshing. And maybe the bar is so low that you give me a normal person who's not like hyper, you know, uh, leftist, and I'm like, oh, I really like this person. Maybe that, maybe the bar yep. is so low, and I've been I've been so cocked. <laughs> by the checkboxing that just a regular per average person is like a superhero to me now. Maybe that's the case. Yeah. Well, well said. Um, I will say if you guys want to watch Fraser, it is on Paramount plus and the first two episodes are out. So uh, if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. We won't be following it or anything, but uh, we did want to make sure we, we highlighted it as, as, as it's a new show coming out. Yeah. I got to tell you uh, so far uh, better than quantum leap. Although the second episode of quantum leap was pretty good. Yeah, that's true. It's funny. Almost Cause so. like, I remember the first few episodes of quantum leap. We're like, Oh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> that's true. And then like, it slowly got more and more woke until like this last, when the, when the season one uh, episode, I'm sorry, season two, episode one came out. I was like, I mean, they're not going to go. They can't go even more woke than they did. And yeah. somehow they do. Right, right, Like, right. it's it's literally, like, if that show is, like, if Portland, Oregon was a person, it would write that, it would write this version of Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. It's crazy how woke and how over the top and 
checkboxy to the mm-hmm. point of absurdity that Quantum Leap has become. It's crazy. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It's absurd. And by the way, Ian, you're not fooling anyone. You look like the same exact person every time. Okay, <laughs> stop so it. Put some makeup on. I, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go. I will I'm not say do it. in the Frasier episode uh, where they're in the bar and none of Freddie's friends know who his dad is because he told them basically his dad died. Right when he was when he was little, mm-hmm. and they they're all like amazed that Fraser Crane is like there because he's like a now he's like a a famous person mm-hmm. across the whole country, and there's this whole back and forth where they where they have like, you know, they talk to each other as father and son, but nobody else knows that they're father and son. Mm-hmm. It was just brilliant, dude. Yeah, Honestly, really good. It's it's really going to be a great show. So yeah, so far so far so good. You guys should check it out. All right, um, so you know what time it is, right, Shane? News of the weird. No, no, no. No. Warp. Okay, wait, wait. I have a I have an insert, bro. You oh, got, nice. Gotta let me do it. All right. Here we go. Warp Factor News. <laughs> By the way, next when, week. When is it supposed to be said? Like at what point no, during listen, it? Next week I'm putting Rex. Uh, voice on there that he sent me. It's so oh, good. It's it good? so clever. Yeah, you'll you'll hear. Oh, it. I can't wait to hear it. I can't hear. Yes. Well, awesome. welcome to Warp Factor News, my friends. This is when we talk about all things Star Trek. We, if you, let's say you've been here for a while and you're like, wow, these guys are like two and a half hours into their show and they haven't talked about Star Trek. I thought this was a Star Trek channel. We're not a Star Trek channel. <laughs> We're not a Star Trek. We're not. Guy. No, it seems like that. But. We're a, an entertainment channel, I suppose. But I'll tell you this: we adore Star Trek. So, because we like, we both like Star Trek so much, and there's there's not a lot of things that Shane and I both love uh, as you know, equally. He likes, you know, period pieces about historical figures. I like superheroes in the future. We're yeah. literally the opposite side, right? Um, so we've done a lot of Star Trek stuff and yeah, even our main channels, like a lot of Star Trek stuff because we both like that, but we're not a Star Trek channel. So we will always have Star Trek news on here, AKA War Factor news when it's but, available. Right. But yeah, we're not going to hang our hat on it and, and become, you know, podcast Trek or whatever, you know, <laughs> that's Pop why there's Trek. That's why there's no Star Trek logo on our, in our channel name or whatever, you know, Starcast. Starcast. <laughs> Starcast with Shane and Brian. The Starcast with Shane and Brian. Um, yeah, no, we're we're going to talk, but we do have some good Star Trek news because we did have the New York Comic Con pop, and while we were secretly waiting for Stargate news, which oh, never came, I'm sorry, can I just deviate real quick? Oh, okay, why not? What the actual bleep? <laughs> Look, you think it was just us that thought there would be Stargate news? No, no. No, no, no. There was a whole live stream set up for yeah, it. Yeah, there was an entire live stream set up by four other channels, including the companion that we're friends with and Darren. We're all friends with all those guys. They set up a huge live stream with actors and like a whole thing. No, no, it, no. It was just with. No, it no. Was just with the crow oh, creator. It was just with. Oh, okay. I thought Brad there was Wright. actors there too. No, no. Just Brad Wright. I'm seeing clips. Whatever. They set a whole stream set up. Whole plan with like four participating channels because they also thought there was going to be yes. some Stargate news. They it did. wasn't just us. Like, you think it's a coincidence that their live stream started the same exact time the announcement would have happened? Come on. That is odd. Yeah. 
I would have, yeah, I would have probably run it an hour later just to, but that's fine. Just to be safe. I mean, here's the deal. We, we thought. Now, I watched, I actually paid, which is even more fucking infuriating because I don't live in New York. I couldn't go to New York Comic Con. So I had to pay Popvers to Ugh. see the, the unadulterated, uncensored live stream. And I was like six bucks or whatever. And I paid for it. Oh, oh that hurt. It, it burns. Can I share with them the news? Yeah, what was the news? Amazon, this out now from Amazon, coming soon to you on Amazon. You guys can't wait. It's coming. Here it is. It's going to be wait and see. Dude, they were like. They didn't put out anything. They, they, even the, even they the announcer, he even coming. teases. He's like, we're going to have uh, fan favorites, uh, new projects, past, future, science fiction. It's all coming. You're like, right. All right. And what they, is it? And they're like, now, first, let's talk about Wheel of Time season two for an hour. <laughs> right. Yeah, with these random, with like some like costume designers. And then we're going to talk about uh, the boys cartoon for another hour. At this point, I'm on like hour two. And I'm like, yo, uh, I'm getting worried here. Yeah. Right. Like, how long can this stream go? And they're like, all right. Uh, and now let's talk about uh, this upcoming podcast series. And you're like, wait, what the? What the wait? Why, why? Why the f are we talking about podcasts? What just happened? And I'm like, well, that was it. Are you guys excited? I'm like, no, no, motherfucker, I'm not excited. You, you, you talked about three things. None of those things are are, are future. None of those things are fan favorites or ret- not, nothing. None of your teas. None of your press release. None of it was paid off whatsoever. I don't know a single person that came up on that stage. And I don't care about a single thing they're doing. And I certainly, <laughs> mother, I certainly don't care about some chick named Carly doing a boy of the boys podcast series. What the actual f? <laughs> what are you doing? But and they I, got your six bucks, and man. I paid for it. <laughs> they got your six bucks. That's for darn sure. Oh my god, I was like, I was livid, bro. Oh. <laughs> All right. So anyways, but there was there was some news. I mean, there was other you know, New York Comic Con wasn't a complete and total loss because we've got we got a Star Trek panel. We with, did with franchise boss Alex Kurtzman. Oh, yeah. So, so Star, Star Trek Legacy, right? He was able to give us some updates on Star Trek. Oh, not Star Trek Legacy. Wait, wait, what? I'm not, a, not uh, Star Trek Legacy. No, sorry. Huh? Sorry. They don't want to talk about that one. Although we are going to get to Star Trek Legacy. He didn't talk about that. We are going to get to it because some people have been putting out some information uh, behind the scenes rumors. And we actually got some uh, some insider info from somebody super close to the situation. And uh, we'll be able to kind of clear that up for people who were like wondering if some of these other channels were right about Legacy. And But we'll get back to that here in a second. So uh, first off, the thing that was interesting is that Alex Kurtzman uh, said, look, um, we are still doing Starfleet Academy. Um, and we are still doing uh, Star Trek Four movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing. By the about- way, yeah. Go ahead. I don't believe you. <laughs> well, and there's going to be a Section Thirty One movie. Yeah. Sorry, Alex. I don't effing believe you. I don't believe there will be a Star Trek Four. I think that before there's a Star Trek Four. The entire thing will be rebooted again. I do believe there'll be a Star Trek Star Trek Academy though, Starfleet Academy. 
But I don't believe there'll be a Section 31. I don't think Giorgio is coming back. I think she's gone. And I certainly, I I 100% don't believe for a second that there will actually be a Star Trek 4. Don't believe it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, well, then that's fair. I mean, considering that that they've really given us no reason to trust what they're saying. Zero reason, right. Uh, but per Collider's Maggie Lovett, who was in attendance at New York Comic Con panel, the series, uh, Starfleet Academy, will be funny. Hold on a second. Wait, I do believe that because it's disappointing. Let's 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 just hang on that for a second. Starfleet Academy will be funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. The lighter tone of the show will no doubt benefit from having Lower Decks star Tawny Newsom in the writer's room. Look, I like Lower Tawny Decks. I like Tawny Newsom, but the, and it's fine for Lower Decks, but it's it's not fine. Star Trek is not a comic. Yes, yes, and that is the problem. Star Trek now, but what happened was Strange New Worlds had season two, which had this like comedic element. Dancing to Klingons it. happened. Dancing Klingons. Dancing singing, Klingons. And people. I'm not necessarily saying longtime oh Star Trek God. fans, but people reacted okay to it. They kind of got good feedback. And now Lower Decks, of course, is always doing what it's always doing. And it's and it's it's a funny show. It's a comedic show. I like and Lower so, Decks a lot, by the way. But I, I like it the same way I like Rick and Morty. It's not for me, it's not like I like it because it's Star Trek. I like it because it's it has Star Trek elements and it has the same and it has the, the humor I like. But I wouldn't watch it like for canonical value. Well, apparently the studio heads don't know the freaking difference. So they have now figured that, oh, well, people want funny Star Trek. So get ready, guys. Get ready for Star Trek Starfleet Academy SNL. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's supposed to be. It's probably going to be funny. It's going to have maybe a laugh track. I don't know what it's going to have. Oh, my God. If it it has a laugh track, that would be be hilarious. That would be absolutely hilarious. Imagine... (laughs) I mean, just think about this. First off, imagine um, the glee on a lot of the, on the faces of a lot of these YouTubers that now just despise everything Star Trek. Mm. And imagine the dancing around that some of these literally all they do is Star Trek channels. They will have to somehow justify a laugh track with a straight face. I want there to be a laugh track so I can go watch. So I can go watch. Uh, uh, Trek culture, and when and see uh, OnlyFans guy over there trying to justify a laugh track and fart jokes. I want to see that. Interesting. Well, the new series will follow Academy students as they fo- as they discover who they are, uh, making mistakes along the way, which will be a hilariously uh, hilarious mistakes. Uh, somebody loses their arm. Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you believe that person was? Was was transported over there, and they, they didn't have their arms. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> but uh, apparently, then they'll be assigned to a ship in the fleet, according to Mike McMahon, who uh, the creator of Lower Decks. Uh, he said that he's a huge fan of Tawny's and thinks any comedy show should hire Tawny, which apparently has happened now. I like so, I like Tawny News a lot. I'm I mean, not she- saying anything against Tawny, but if she's writing comedy for Star Trek then that's not what Star Trek is about. No, it's not. It's not Star, Star Trek. Trek is not comedy. I mean, not canonical Star Trek. It's not, not. Yeah, it's not. No, it's, 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 oh man, we knew that's going to happen, bro. Like, so 
We did. It's like, like, you don't even know what to say. You're like, like so we, we, we have videos where we literally, we literally predict this almost this exact outcome. You did specifically. Here's the deal. Yeah. We, we called it. We said, yeah, we would love Star Trek Legacy. We would love it. But let's be real. If Strange New Worlds is a hit, right? And it's going to, and you know what Strange New Worlds had going for it? It was coming off of the high that was Picard season three. Mm. Like, think about this. True that. It would, Strange New World season two had been as well received had it not come, had it not come out on the upswing of Picard season three. I don't think so, number one. I think it would have taken longer for people to get back to it. Let's say that if you come through after Picard season two, which was a failure, and fans are like, ah, forget it. So after Picard season two, we got, I think, the first season of Strange New World. Yeah. And that was kind of an upbeat because Picard season two was so bad. We're like, oh, Strange, Strange New World's not so bad. Uh, but had you had another poor season of Picard, I think you're right. I think Strange New Worlds might have been a little bit slower to get back to. I would argue Strange New World season two is worse than Strange New World season one. Um, uh, I completely but agree. It is what it is. Yeah, I think, it, I think season one was better than season two. So, so then you have this. And then you have uh, Strange New Worlds going more and more absurd and all the apologists praising the crap out of it and all the normies who aren't weren't really Star Trek. Like, maybe... So, to be fair, there are Star Trek fans that like it. And there are parts of it that I like, to be fair. But there are a lot of people, too, that are coming into it um, as a casual thing. They're not, like, hardcore Trekkies. And this very casual version of Star Trek appeals to them because they don't care about the lore. How many for, How many Reddit posts did we see or we write or we're like, hey, can someone explain how this works with Strange New Worlds and blah, blah, blah. And what, what is 90% of the comments? Like, Who cares, bro? TOS sucked. It doesn't have to connect to the universe. It's fine on its own. You're like, wait, how are you on a Star Trek subreddit if you don't care about the canonical value of Star Trek? How can you be a Trekkie and not care about what is canonically, canonically Star Trek? So you have a lot of those people who were always casual fans of Star Trek, and now they, there's a casual version of Star Trek that they can latch on to. So it gets popular, upswing of Picard Season 3, right? It gets an upswing of, of, of viewers, and the sillier the better. And so now all this does, and you've said it in our video, it just fuels the fire for the Starfleet Academy that Alex Kurtzman has been trying to make since Brian Fuller hired him. True. Yeah. Well said. Well, what do you do, man? No, uh, we can't say. That. No, I'm not gonna say it. I mean, here's I the thing. I was about to say something wrong. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna mean. It's just a mess, man. It's just a mess. And I, so I, I'll be critical, but I won't be mean. That's my like. I, I don't want to be mean, but I do want to be critical. And I'll say this right now. I don't want to see a canonical version of Star Trek that is a slapstick comedy. That is sounds so stupid to me. And you know what? I think, or, you know, I, I'm going to blame Orville a little bit too. Because Orville was so good and it started off as like this hyper comedy, I bet you Kurtzman is like, yo, we could do a version of the Orville. I bet you the Orville is in that same mix with them. Like, well, we could do like an Orville thing. But they're not going to capture the same 
fire the lightning that, that the Orville captured. The Orville had heart, a command structure. Like, you cannot mix modern Trek with the Orville and come out on top. Because the Orville was was legacy Trek with more comedy. Well, it was it was Family Guy in Space to start. That, it started off that, that way. It had a heart of Star Trek. Right. We, we knew what we were walking into expecting it. And then it grew into something else. You know, and 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 instead of what's happening here is there's like this, there's this debasing of Star Trek. There's right. this pandering to what they think audiences want to see. Oh, people want to see, people like Orville, they want to see funny Star Trek. No, 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 that's not what it's about. Orville was not just funny. It was, it, it had heart. Well, and it's also cheaper to make. Let's be real. Yeah, sure. sure so, which Paramount is struggling with money. So that's part of the issue. But I will say that. Um, hey, pay Kurtzman less, dude. $37 million a year is a lot of money. <laughs> True. I'm just saying. I mean, Kurtzman did say so. He did, he doubled down. He said so the 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 Section Thirty One movie is still in development, um, and they're still working on Star Trek Four, and that it's that is coming. I uh, believe that they're that the Section Thirty One movie is in development. I do not believe. I'm sorry. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're trying to make it happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. I but I don't believe for a second that Star Trek Four isn't any farther than it was a year and a half ago when we made the cursed video. Oh, because yeah. the same writers attached to it and he's in the middle of writing fantastic four. They, I, well, no, he's not there no more. It was, it was the Shackman's not there. Shackman. He, yeah, he's not writing it. He was directing it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So directing it. So what? Yeah. So who's, so who's directing now? Then there's directing. nobody, there's nobody attached to it. Okay. So come on. All right. I mean, it's going to happen because it's it's probably a moneymaker if they can get Chris Pine to do something. They just have to figure out how to make it work. And right now, Paramount's not good. They need a partner. They need they, is, need, is they need they need a partner and three. Yeah, they, yeah, they need three hundred million dollars, and they need to get the entire cast back. I don't think they need that much money to make. I, I don't think they need to make a three hundred million dollar movie. But isn't Chris Pine even more popular now than he was during two thousand nine? Yeah, but he's not going to make hundred million dollars but he's gonna make more money than he made in the first three movies probably not no and I mean, yeah he will and, and what the, the, he'll take less to make a star trek movie no he's not he's not more Zoe saldana i mean no, no but he'll, he'll make less than when he they've, made, been, they've cooled off bro less they've than a marvel off. movie but more than but more than he, okay maybe i mean but they've cooled off all right what have they made lately that's, that's i didn't awesome. i didn't know her name in 2009 and i know her name now well you 2009 yeah well she was still coming up in 2009 but she hadn't done guardians yet you know so anyways uh so but the, what the one thing that alex kurtzman did not talk about was star trek legacy no and no. that lacking of talking about star trek legacy has left fans youtubers and different people to fill the void with their own information yep um which uh, the rumors have been flying and uh, we want to just uh, while multiple people have been put on different things. Uh, one thing that came out was uh, something from Midnight's Edge, friends of our friends of ours uh, and also great YouTube channel. Uh, they put out some information that they got from some of their insiders uh, that that actually had us a bit concerned. Uh, they were reporting that they had heard that uh, Star Trek Legacy was going to move forward, uh, but that Paramount Plus was looking for a partner for it to go somewhere else, perhaps Netflix or another channel, and it was going to move forward without Terry Metalis. And as soon as we hear things like without Terry Metalis, so that gets us like freaked out. 
Yeah. So then, you know, we... you know, you know, the guys that made the Terry Trek hats. You think we would? <laughs> we, we might be a little concerned, right? Yeah. Well, the guy who made you know Picard season three, the best Star Trek in a long time. Yeah. Um. So we, yeah. So of course we were concerned. So uh, we started doing our own digging and talking to people very close to the situation, super close inside the door kind of people. And uh, what we can tell you is that uh, that information was said is absolutely not not the case. So whatever they're hearing, and I'm sure they're hearing it from sources who are hearing it from somebody. What we can tell you is our sources who are super close to the situation, who would know exactly what's going on with it, but uh, are basically saying that nothing is happening with Star Trek Legacy right now. But it is not off the books. It's something they still want to do. Uh, there's no commitment to it. But the idea that they would go forward right now without Terry uh, is ludicrous. Essentially, uh, would not is not the case. Yeah, there's and, things uh, in place that wouldn't even allow that unless Terry didn't want to do it. So, like what? Uh, I don't know about how much I can say, and I'm worried about talking. I, I don't oh, want to get us in yeah. trouble because you've made it very clear that we can't say certain things. Yeah. So um, right now. So right now, Terry's doing some other stuff, but he's not locked into something where he still couldn't do Legacy. I know it's been reported right. that perhaps he's doing something else, uh, like a Disney show um, that he did do the pilot for. That's already done, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but there's he's not locked in anything that, that, can, that would keep him from doing Star Trek Legacy. We still firmly believe there's some sort of handshake deal in place where if they go forward Legacy, he will be involved. It is his number one priority and what he wants to do. Uh, can he write his own ticket to do other things? Absolutely. Uh, I think it, any major studio would want him. Uh, but his first love is Star Trek, and he really wants to do Legacy. So uh, I just think Paramount is not in the Legacy business right now. I think they're trying to keep their heads above water. They've already pitched these other shows that they have to do first. And uh, you're probably going to see probably in a year or so uh, them to figure out where they are financially and whether or not they can do a Legacy show. Um, if they decide to take it outside of Paramount Plus, um, Terry would go with it. So yeah, but yeah. but just so you know, that would be a mentally challenged decision. Well, I, I mean, partnering with somebody else unless to get it unless done. someone else is paying them a lot of money. Like so right. let's say Netflix was like, "Let me give you a ton of money and make sure." Okay, that's different. Yes. No, that's what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, you, but, so like, that's you have exactly streaming, what they're like, talking about. They do know they have a streaming service, right? It doesn't matter though. Paramount Plus is not doing well. Right. It is not doing well. They are running out of money. You know, and there's a reason why this, these shows aren't staying on their platform. Cuz it's mismanaged, man. It's so mm. bad. It's so poorly mismanaged. It's crazy. And they don't have a ton of new content. And they're not making great content. They're still making Survivor. You know? Survivor, they're well, still making Of course. Making it. Well, look at how cheap it is to make a show it's like Survivor. It's so cheap or, to make Survivor, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the reality is is you, it's hard to run a streaming service with all of your content and keep people there without being able to add a whole bunch of things. And Paramount is just on the cusp of of not being able to make it work. They put so much money into Star Trek. Right. Uh when it came back that it's making it very hard for them to continue making it this way this is why you're seeing well, this peeling back netflix paid for the couple of the first few seasons of discovery right uh yeah first two so how much money did they really put into it they put a lot into it just yeah. to have the global to have the global yeah uh, release for it so yeah could you partner with netflix to go do uh star trek legacy if they thought there was enough money into it and honestly i know that netflix could probably use more programming i, so, I have a feeling it would be like a like a max or some, another streaming service that has like 
stupid amounts of money right now. You know, Do any of them have stupid amounts of money? Well, I mean, like Max, uh, or Amazon Max, and Apple TV. Like they can probably, they could probably get whatever yeah. they want. Amazon and Apple could for sure. So I think Max is pretty well up. Remember, Discovery folded into Max. I know, but that doesn't mean that they're they're in the green with their money. You know, Warner Brothers is still struggling. They're still. Uh, it's not. There's no guarantees. There's not like just a ton of money. Amazon has other ways of making money. Apple has other ways of making money. Their streaming services can take more risk than these other. That's true. Streaming services. That's true. All right. Well, that's it for the Warp Factor news. Other than if you want to watch the next season of um, of uh, the cartoon, I don't know. I lower decks. No, not lower decks. Oh, Prodigy. Prodigy. You'll be able to do that on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. uh, Because that's who's picking it up. So. yeah, perhaps and perhaps Netflix is the new home of and, Star Trek. And this might be the last season of Lower Decks. Remember last, uh, not, not what, what was it, fourteen days ago when we did that first, that other show? That remember that mm. that the creator of Lower Decks was like, I don't know, I don't, I don't have any deal going on. Anything can happen. Anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, but if it's cheap and people come back and watch it, they'll keep making it. So, yeah, the biggest problem with these ensemble shows is the cast. Once you get past a certain uh, season mark, remember every season your your agents are negotiating more money for the next season. Mm. And so these ensemble cast shows get so expensive after five seasons that that's why a lot of these streaming services aren't making season, you know shows. They aren't making new TV shows that go past that five season mark because um, it's so expensive and they're making less episodes. Um, because the actors want to negotiate more money every single time. Uh, somebody, I, I remember, I remember reading that when they did the tight, uh, uh, the Doom Patrol series, like they actually made sure that they signed the deals with the actors for three seasons mm-hmm. because they were trying to avoid the negotiation every season. And now it's biting them in the ass because now they're contracted to make these three seasons and people aren't watching it. Oh man. So it's it's, it's a, it, it can either be a double it's a double edged sword like if it's popular then they're going to ask for more money more money if you if you if you're if you uh, agree, uh negotiate ahead of time and it's not popular then you're losing money it's a it's a lose lose or it's a win win it's it's very difficult to navigate and you know what back in the day it didn't matter because the more popular were you were the more ads you got and you can offer um um uh. Rachel from Friends, twenty three million dollars an episode, and still come out in the green. You can't do that now. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for Warp Factor news today. So, uh, as uh, as more information comes on Star Trek, we'll of course keep you guys posted. And um, yeah. Okay. Anything else, Brian? No, that's it. We have one more segment before we go to the members section. And I'm I'm hoping that we can continue this segment. So after the segment, let us know what you guys think about this. We are trying to find um, the weirdest possible news story every single week. And when I say weird, I'm like, I want the weirdest confirmed. Like, I don't want weird stories where it's like uh, uh, Bigfoot, uh, uh, some guy got raped by Bigfoot in the Appalachian Mountains. No. I'm talking about a real confirmed story that is right out of out of you know a, a weird movie. That's that's what we're looking for every week. 
and this one, and there'll be a stinger, but not not, not yet. <laughs> I, actually ha- I, actually, I actually have it, but I forgot to load it because I was busy. Is it News of the Weird? What is it? Now, come on, bro. Holy crap, dude. Am I getting it wrong? The it? Weekly Weird. The Weekly Weird. Weekly oh, weird. I, I wrote News of the Weird. That's what it was. My bad. All right. So, The Weekly Weird. The first thing we're talking about today is landscaping crew <laughs> mows around an actual dead body assuming it was a Halloween prop. Mm. This actually happened. That's messed up. <laughs> All right. So the dead body of a North Carolina man was ignored for several days because it was mistaken for a Halloween decoration. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Early this well, month, what, what's crazy is there were no other Halloween decorations at the house, and the property was empty. Right, right. just <laughs> an empty property with a dead guy. They're like, "Oh, look, a Halloween decoration!" Oh, Halloween decoration. Earlier this month, police found the body of 34-year-old Robert Owens lying face face down in the grass near her home in China Grove. It turned out that the lawn care worker had encountered the body a day earlier and mowed around it, assuming it was a Halloween prop. <laughs> <laughs> cause of the death is currently unknown and uh you know what the crazy part about this is this is a short story because there's not there's not anything else to it but what 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 makes me laugh is i wonder how long it's going to take hollywood uh to make a movie where they hide actual dead bodies as halloween props did, did they no they didn't do that in halloween i guess huh yeah they didn't i haven't seen that yet have you seen that i mean it must have been in some of the movies it must have. I mean, I, I haven't seen all of them. But. Yeah, I, walking around my neighborhood, there's yeah. some pretty realistic looking props, dude. I mean, it'd be a good way good way to hide it temporarily. And because it's the time of the year, I always just assume that, that uh, you know, uh, gr- the, the, the dead grandma hanging out the back of the... Remember your Halloween maze you made? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hanging out the back of the burning truck, I always assume that's Halloween stuff. I'm going to show you guys next week. Uh, I do. I did it again. So, but I no, didn't do you the did? whole maze. Yeah, I didn't do a maze, but the the yard is pretty pretty decorated. Yeah. So Shane, every single year, uh, oh, they did that for an episode of Superstore Orville. You're on PJ. You're right. They did that, but that was a comedy. Um, every year, uh, no, not every year. But what I've known about Shane is Shane's really into going ham on certain holidays, but specifically Halloween. Mm. Like he goes nuts. The maze thing that we have a video of somewhere on one of these channels, mm. and he he went he goes crazy. Here's here's what I do every Halloween. Ready? Nothing. <laughs> well, my I kids. I don't even have me. fall colors out. Wow. Like I can well. care less. And you know what my costume was last year? I was Tony Stark. And you you want to know why? Because I have a beard. Oh, <laughs> I have a beard and a black T-shirt. Okay, that's that's fair. That's it. I'm a white guy with a beard and a black T-shirt, and I told everyone I was twenty start. Well, my thing is like, I don't. I feel like I'm a bad parent by not like. Oh, thanks. Now I'm really this. a bad parent. Uh, no, no. I, my your kids may not care, but my kids ask like, when are we gonna, when are we going to decorate for Halloween? No, I see. You know, so it's like if I don't do it, it's like I'm. St- taking away their childhood or something. Dude, it so. takes me like two weeks just to get like the most basics of basic of Christmas lights up. And I'm going to be honest, guys, my Christmas lights from last year are still in the house. Okay. What? 
Yeah, I just I just never removed them. And um they're like falling off. And now I'm hoping that because it's been so long, maybe I can just get to December and sort of like fix them and reattach them. Um I really can care less about decorating for any kind of holiday whatsoever. I don't care. I like celebrating uh, holidays, but I don't really care about decorating. My wife does. My wife decorates the house, but she's not really a big Halloween person either. So she'll decorate for Thanksgiving or whatever. Um, no, she doesn't really do that either. For Christmas, she'll decorate. That's about it. Yeah. Pretty much just, we just, pre- in my house, we pretty much just celebrate Christmas. That's it. Okay. Well, that's, by the way, that's it's my fair. birthday, and I haven't even seen my wife today. So if you think that, if you <laughs> think I haven't it's, even seen her today, I haven't. If you think it's weird that we only celebrate uh, Christmas, um, I haven't had a birthday for like five years, and the last time I had it was because Shane was in town. So we don't oh. celebrate much of anything around here. <laughs> um. Yeah. So there's no video to go with that news of the, that weird weekly weird, huh? They didn't have any video footage, huh? Let me check. I think actually I think because that, I think if been. we if, if we do the weekly weird, it should be some sort of video. I think there has to be like something. Well, I did visual. think about adding more than just one story, but I don't want it to be like a super long segment. No, just one good weird story, but has that has video. Okay, here here's one. I thought there was a video. First tonight, a Rowan County family yeah. upset. Okay, here. And if their loved one's body was mistaken for a Halloween decoration and left sitting for days. And they now want to be able to know how he died and why it wasn't reported to police sooner. Queen City News Watching anchor Morgan Francis just try to say it without smiling Joining is us here funny. in the studio with the very latest shocking details, I like their fake Morgan. Background. Alicia Bryan, this all happened in China Grove. The family discovered a lawn oh, care worker mowed around Robert Owen's near-naked uh, body thinking it was a prop. A day later, someone else get, made the gruesome discovery. You going to show a picture, guy? Here we go. Don't know how, there we go. How you can do that? <laughs> Harley Davidson shirt that gives it all away. Assume that they're Halloween yeah. decoration. By the way, China no Grove is a trailer park. The last time I'm kidding. Saw I don't Robert know. Owen is it? Was October no, I don't think so. Was this the was this the guy who was dead? The guy that was dead. A week later, that police Man. found him here. By the way, rest in peace. Rest in blind. I'm in China Grove. I don't want. I just be clear. Um, we're making fun of the absurdity of Miss Miss not knowing that's a dead body. In no way are we making fun of the guy who died. I'm sorry that someone died. No, of course not. Just to be clear before anyone gets mad, I'm sorry this person died. Unless he was like a child molester, then fuck him. I'm glad he died. But if he was a a regular, normal person... I think think you may have just like... I think you may have just like, you know, did him bad by just even saying... I mean, I don't know know the person, but I I, I always feel bad when a a person dies. Unless that person is a child molester, then I hope they die in a fucking fire. Yeah, listen, I don't know. We don't want to make fun of the guy who died, but like, I mean, if he was like sold drugs to kids, maybe like that, yeah, would, I would hate him. I might be, okay you know, with or if he like used to flash kids as he walked down the street, yeah, yeah. especially at that at that school down the street from his house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he could die. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm doing here? We're yeah. we're we're making him look really bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, I'm, I'm so sorry. In like the reverse way. I'm not I'm not, my my apology for not wanting I'm trying to explain not how that we're not making fun of the person that died. It just I just made it worse, I think. My bad. Yeah, hey, let me ask you, what would you do if you walked across a dead body? Seriously. Space down in the ground. Let's say you're walking, you're you're walking and you see one just like laying there. What do you do? I I'm gonna be honest. 
<laughs> Did you guys see that moment on Brian's face where he like processed the reality of what that situation would be like? That was so classic. I wish we could pause it right there. I'm going to be honest, ready? That's me worthy for Discord, by the way. Uh-huh. Let me be honest with you real quick. I, I don't think I'd do anything. You just keep walking, right? Right. Because like, who wants to be involved in that shit? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, could I go to prison for this somehow? Yeah. Because like, because you know you can. Like, <laughs> Like, people like I, if I found a dead body, like I would 100% look around, act like I didn't see shit and I would just keep walking. <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. I don't know the person. And like, I don't want to be the guy who goes like, Hey, uh, police officer found anybody. Yeah. Uh, can you come down for questioning? Ah, yeah. Ah. The, how, do, so exactly what were you doing? I was, that, I was walking. Right. right. Uh, where were you? Uh, the 13th <laughs> at 4 a.m. I don't want to, I don't want to go through that. Imagine and that's nothing to do like, the, the police always ask, where were you uh, last Tuesday at 1 a.m.? Sleeping. Can anyone corroborate your story? No, I was sleeping. <laughs> well, that's convenient. No, it's pretty normal, actually. It, it, the, the alibis people have, no one ever has an alibi. Because for 12 hours a day, most people are unaccounted for. Which means I mean, for 50% of the day, you don't have an alibi. N- nobody Nobody sleeps twelve hours. I pray. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm, no, I'm not saying you're sleeping twelve hours, but for twelve, but for half the day, people aren't looking over you, which means, you know, unless you're at a, unless you're at a bar somewhere that has security cameras, you're screwed. So the rule of thumb is, if you don't know the dead body, just keep going. So I mean, nothing's gonna change if it's dead. It's already dead. So it's not like I'm you not gonna go through his pockets his or whatever looking for cash. I'm just gonna ignore it. Wait, nobody even said that. I like, mean, where like, did that come w- from? Will Will I do a quick visual scan to see if he has jewelry? Maybe. No, really? Maybe. I didn't even think about. Wait a minute. That. I mean, I might do a visual scan. Is he wearing a ring? It, it, can see, it if be? You were, if can you were it be real gold and or silver? If you were in the 1920s, you would have dug those Osage graves up. I gotta be honest. That wasn't the worst thing that happened in the movie. I'm going to tell you why. Ready? Like, I don't see a point in in burying a dead person with valuable things. Yeah. I don't see a point. Let me tell you something. For the record, honey, if you're still watching, which I highly fucking doubt. um, But if you're still watching, when I die, um, like, literally, like, I want you to just, like, continue to collect my social security and bury me in the goddamn backyard. All right. Because who cares? I don't need a, you know, a funeral or a headstone. I don't need people to talk about me. Nobody even needs to know you're dead. No, you're literally. I like if I'm dead. Keep guess, guess what? If you're dead, you don't care. I mean, everything you everything you think you care about right now because you're alive, you're not gonna care about when you're dead. As so far as you know. Don't bury me in a three thousand dollar suit and a ten thousand dollar casket and a twenty thousand dollar plot. You know, I don't want any of that. Like, if 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 you can't hide the fact that I died and save money, then whatever the possible cheapest way to dispose my body body of, I'm okay with. I hope that in my living life that I okay. did enough good and had enough impact on people that my living self can go on as a memory that was positive. I don't need you to to fuss up any kind of money for me. Okay, just made a note of this. Brian will be a Halloween decoration after he dies. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I want to do. No, <laughs> screw, screw the backyard. I'm gonna, honey. If you're still watching, I want you to th- put, you know, drag my body into the car, drive me to Shane's house, and have him use me for one of his Halloween mazes. 
There we go. That, I want to. I want to look down from heaven. Hopefully, it's heaven. I'm not looking up. Hopefully, I'm looking down, <laughs> and I want to see people freaking out over my bloated, dead, fat body. All right. Uh, your wish is my command. Because right? who cares? Your physical body is literally just a vessel for your consciousness, and when you die, there is no consciousness. So who cares? And on that exciting fun note, <laughs> I'm just being real, dude. Oh, but first off, let me thank everybody. If you haven't subscribed to the channel and you're still with us, please subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate it. it. Gives this video a thumbs up, which I made a note here to say at the beginning of the of the stream, but I failed to do that. Uh, congratulations to John Burns, our stream hero of the day. He was a master manipulator of those of those uh, point totals. He really did. And he will be getting the uh, mystery box of of mystery podcast pop culture shirts coming to him. Yes, yes. Okay, so does that mean that we are going to the fabled members section? Yes, yes, it's time. Okay, does everyone here know what the members section is? Maybe you don't. Maybe you are watching the replay of this later on. Maybe you couldn't catch it live. If you are not a member, I want to make it very clear what you need to do here. If you want to continue this conversation with us here and in future live streams, because every live stream we do, we're going to do a member section, then please become a member. Um, we are also working on a ton of more uh, member stuff that's going to be more than just the live shows. We want to add more shows that are members-only stuff. We want to add um, uh, a lot of stuff, merch stuff and Discord privileges. We have a lot of plans. If you want to become a member, it's easy. If you're wa whatever channel you're watching this on right now, oh, you're watching us on Leash. You're watching on Leash. There's a little button below that says join. Hit the join button and come on down. If you are not a, if you are not a member yet, uh, if you're already a member, then you don't got to do anything. Um, uh, we're going to, when we end this stream, it's going to port you right over to the member section. Okay. Sounds awesome. Also the links in the description, just in case you don't get ported over. Yeah. And we hope we see you guys there. Uh, one last thing. We do have a video coming out tomorrow. Uh, we hope you guys all uh, check it out. It's the 2023 uh, polled all Star Trek fans across the world and all different uh, mediums that did Star Trek um, rankings of the top 13 of all 13 Star Trek films. Tomorrow we're coming out with that definitive list that'll tell you the greatest Star Trek films and in, in the order that all fans think of them. And it's the first time this has ever been done. Uh, so please check that out tomorrow morning about nine o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So. And by the way, we just got a new member, Rick Thoughts, and he just put his first members chat in. Thank you, Rick. I don't think he's new. I think he's just coming back, coming back after the demonization. Yeah. He says, when I die, they can fill me full of lead and dump me off a cliff for all I care. Note, it's only after I'm already not breathing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. Ensure that's the case. Make yeah. sure I'm dead before you desecrate my body because i don't want to feel pain okay that that is the great fear is like what happens if like people think you're dead but you're not really dead like mm -hmm. you're in there and you can sit, sense and feel everything going on but you can't like communicate it to anybody else Ooh, right that's frightening that would suck okay well we're going to the member section everyone i appreciate you guys all yes thank you all for the donations the super chats this was a great way to come back uh monetized and it's going to allow us to do more in the future. So thank you guys all for supporting us. Yep. Appreciate it. Um, uh, we're, so we're already in that member section over there. I'm going to boot up the member section for this channel too. So if, you, if you're a member on this channel uh, and not the Prime channel, then just give it a second and you'll see the notification. If not, that's cool. 
if you're if you're not a member, you know, I never plan on coming. You're just a lurker, and you don't care about being a, a lurker, member. A lurker. That's cool. Yeah. You be a lurker all you want. We love you regardless. <laughs> thank you for coming watching. Thank you, Shane, for being here with me today. I appreciate. Hey, thank it. you, brother. I appreciate, appreciate you. your intelligent thought process over my uh, cretin of a thought process on <laughs> on killers Listen, of, the, of the flower we the, moon. We give the full spectrum, brother. We give the full spectrum. We get the highbrow and the lowbrow and everything in between. And that's so now I'm lowbrow. Whatever. Hey, guys. Well, that's not a bad thing. Shane, I appreciate you being here with me today. And I appreciate yeah. you guys being here. We're going to the member section. You're awesome. Stay awesome. We'll see you guys next week. Or unless Love you remember, then we'll see you in like three seconds. Bye, guys.